Let's get it started. Ha! Let's get it started. What an intro to the intro. You know me a little better now. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. It's the intro time because you couldn't tell. Oh, man. Jill, What? Jill, we're giving it to you. You go now. I'm sobbing. I, I was just wiping my tears. Okay, um, I'll, I'll do it. Welcome to the Empire Diaries, um, the place that you logically come for all of your Black Eyed Peas covered needs. Um, we do bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, um, you know. Quinceañeras. Absolutely, we do quinceañeras. Like any kind of like coming of age event, we will come and sing a version of Let's Get It Started for you. Virtual only. Yes, virtual <laughs> only. Only let's get it started. Don't ask for don't fuck with my heart because we won't be singing it. I won't do it. Won't do my humps. Won't do pump it. Won't do where is the love. Non-negosh. Just let's get it started. <laughs> we definitely want to do I Got a Feeling, a terrible song. But the, the title is wrong. Oh my god. At th- When I did Cotillion in high school, the local band that played was named, who was named Snake Eyes. And when I asked my escort if he'd be my escort, he had done it the year previously. And I was like, you know how it works. Will you just do it again? And he was like, yeah, of course. And he was like, will Snake Eyes be playing? And I was like, hell yeah, they will. And he was like, then obviously I'm there. And their most modern song they had in their repertoire was, of course, I've Got a Feeling, which you love to hear like a 50-year-old white man like rocking out on his little (laughs) guitar that he's like playing up here, like right under his chin uh, to sing to the family. So angry. It should not be G O T T A. There should be two different words. <laughs> Why is it like that? I've never noticed that or thought about it before. Yeah, I've never. But, why like have you that. not? This is my papyrus situation, which is <laughs> that is G O T T A and not the separation between got and a. Uh. Now that you brought it to my attention, I'm obviously furious. <laughs> but. I had never noticed before because I I guess, and this might shock you, I haven't thought a lot about the Black Eyed Peas song, I've Got a Feeling. <laughs> my aunt loves that part where they're like, fill up my cup, mazel tov. She loves to yell mazel tov. <laughs> a little fun for everybody. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Morgan, do you want to tell them what these episodes are about, or should we just keep talking Black Eyed Peas? Because I would love to talk the Black Eyed Peas uh, show sketch from SNL. 
I was trying to talk to Michael about that today uh, because we were listening to a lot of Black Eyed Peas and we were just talking about it before we started recording. And that's why all of this happened in the first place. (laughs) But I will tell uh, our listeners about these episodes that we're going to be covering. Uh, This episode is going to cover episodes 13 and 14 of season three of The Vampire Diaries, Bringing Out the Dead and Dangerous Liaisons. In Bringing Out the Dead, Sheriff Forbes delivers disturbing news to Alaric and Elena about a recent murder weapon. That happens at the top of the episode. Like, it's a small point in the episode. I guess they felt that it was important. Uh, Caroline is heartbroken when she's unable to stop a tragedy. Then, in Dangerous Liaisons, Elena is invited to a formal ball at Klaus's mansion and discovers a horrifying and deadly plan. Who can she trust with her new information? Good questions. Sister, sister! <laughs> Never Hi, y'all. Is this a champagne episode? Mm-hmm. Hey, okay. Look at that. Memory's coming back. There it is. And being like, yes, mother, I want to die. <laughs> The pink champagne and nobody is like, why is this like so pink? Yeah. <laughs> why is this clearly blood? <laughs> also, it's supposed to be like a drop of Elena's blood, and it's and yet it's made all the champagne pink. What Y'all came from a witch family? You should know better. Come on, guys. Let's five star review. I'm reading the five star reviews this week, baby. Ooh, ooh. We've got two. Ooh. One is from Lane5673. Lane says, thank you for this pod! Exclamation point. Mm-hmm. These hosts are truly the most magic thing in Mystic Falls. <laughs> what? <laughs> They're oscillating between smart, thoughtful, insightful commentary on the show and wild, corny raving. Almost <laughs> makes me feel like a pre-quarantine person who could hang out with cool women in real life. <laughs> Were we referred to as smart? We are. <laughs> Even you, Jill. What? <laughs> the bits and references are my fave, and I'm excited for upcoming Patreon access to bonus content because apps just aren't nearly long enough. Okay, <laughs> obviously, is the only podcast that lasts me almost in- until the next update. Perfect show. Aw, cool. thank you so much, Lane. Thank you. That's so nice. That's Smart. Nice. We have so much <laughs> bonus content to share with you. I have so many do- – every episode that I edit has a, like, a folder within the episode that says other dumb shit. And whenever <laughs> we get on a tangent that's, like, so silly, I can't even in good conscience include it in the episode, I put it in there. And that's for the Patreon, baby. <laughs> Jill? Most of what I've cut out is just us stuttering. So I could just do a long compilation of us stuttering. Do not. Do not release a stutter cut. Please don't. Like a King's Speech cut. The only Vampire Diaries podcast that references the King's Speech. Not if I have anything to say about it. I'm going to get more Vampire Diaries podcasts to reference the King's Speech. That's her goal. That's the only reason she's doing this. That's why I'm here. Uh, we must talk about the King's Speech. We must. And that's our new thing. Yeah. He gave a speech. What if there was a speech? <laughs> okay, let's move on from this bit. So, Ray 27 says... It's just a drop in the ocean, dot, dot, dot. Hell yeah. Stunning. (laughs) 
never failing to keep embarrassing that yeah, embarrassing <laughs> I can't say embarrassingly apparently until just now. Let's try it again. <laughs> Never failing to keep embarrassingly moving anthems from high school stuck in my head. This podcast is my perfect soundtrack while working or just driving in the car. It's just, it's so fun to listen to them fangirling about this terrific show while still being sure to tap into conversations that need to be had about problems in pop culture. Again, we're smart. Yay! (laughs) And it's always a treat to listen to Jill become just as lost in the wonderfulness of TBD as Morgan and LaToya are. Aww. We're all waiting for class to hit that number one spot in Jill's ranking. <laughs> Thank you for being the highlight of my ears week. I was praying that this podcast and I might end up together. Oh, that's so nice. That's so, that's so lovely. Nice. Thank you, friend. Thank you, Ampy. Thank you so much. Just to drop in the ocean. My voice I can't is wait to I drop my singing. playlist. Oh. When Jill drops her uh, playlist of all the songs that we sing in season four, it's over for you, bitches. <laughs> I've started re-listening to our every episode we've posted, so I can put every song that we've talked about oh or sang in this playlist. <laughs> oh my god. Jill, lately we've been getting a lot of additions to your fan club, and all of them are correct, because <laughs> you are doing this. And and that is brave and beautiful work. There is nothing I'm more passionate about than a good playlist. Will <laughs> yeah. this be a good playlist? We'll find out. <laughs> Look, it depends on your definition of good. Will it be a playlist I listen to a lot? Yes. Good. It's not just every song we sing. It's every song we mention, apparently. <laughs> oh, no. Or like go into detail, not just like a one line off. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. What am I trying to say? Whatever gets discussed. <laughs> yes. There you yeah, go. Of course. <laughs> if I quote it, which is what I usually do, it's going in. Which I guess Black Eyed Peas is going to be going in too. <laughs> oh no. Oh <laughs> um. I um, have been assigned to read some of our emails. Uh, you can email us at theampiradiariespod at gmail.com and we oh, yeah. will read some or all of your email on the show because uh, we love hearing from you guys and it's so much fun. Um, so this is from our Aunt B, Anna. Uh, first of all, you guys are incredible. You are somehow getting me through quarantine and grad school. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, the Vampire Diaries was something I loved in secret in high school. None of my friends watched it. You Bad three, friends. I know. Yeah. What were your friends doing? You three are the cool friends I never had. And your enthusiasm for TVD has put the show in a new light and has recontextualized my love for it. Oh, yay. <laughs> um, so this Ampy just got to 314 on her rewatch, which uh, is perfect, uh, given that that's what we're covering in this episode. And they say, and they have rediscovered that Klaus is a freaking horse girl. <laughs> <laughs> I know that it's wrong to want Claroline to happen, but he, but then he drew her a picture of a horse, and now I'm all in forever. <laughs> Jill, just know that there's a Claroline shipper on your side. I knew the risks, but I had to hashtag Claroline. <laughs> Um, Anna's rewatching with um, with uh, she's, I'm also rewatching with my boyfriend, and he likes Jeremy. Should I break up with him? LOL, JK, but for real. <laughs> Uh, lastly, I'm currently in a master's program for genetic counseling. So if any of y'all have any questions about how the werewolf gene is inherited, I'm your girl. Best wishes, Anna. 
noise. Thank you, Anna. Um, any questions on uh, vampire jeans for Anna? None that I can think of. Uh, werewolf jeans. Werewolf, werewolf jeans. jeans. Um, well, why um, is the werewolf curse such a dick? Yeah. Do you have any insight on that? Do you know? Or do you know of any other jeans that are only triggered by uh, killing someone? <laughs> Can I ask you questions about the Riverdale serial killer gene? <laughs> my sleep paralysis demon. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I put a lot of my anger on. And I feel bad about it. You know which well deserved it. <laughs> He's a real jerk. <laughs> so just for that reason, though, we are crying again on the intro, but we will have cut out all of the things we are crying about right now. Yep. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, we'll just say it was Glee related and you guys can try to figure it out. And as you know, all Glee content is deeply cursed. So we are sparing you by not including it. <laughs> oh man um thank you know, anna. <laughs> thank you so much anna um our next inter- our, um we have an we have an email uh, a very long very lovely email from our aunt B, laura um i want to start by saying i was listening to and enjoying the most recent episode which is our our town ties the bind episode and as the actual episode started, I looked down with amusement to see we were already 15 minutes in. <laughs> Y'all, you're so cute. <laughs> I'm here for 15-minute intros. Also, I want to say I have been so excited when you respond to my emails on the app. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, also, um, the 15-minute intros are cut down usually from 45 to minutes to an hour. Yeah. <laughs> it's magic we're doing in these intros. And it's also, I feel like it's nice to give you something a little more topical. Like, here's something topical, guys. I watched Tenet last night, and I absolutely <laughs> fucking hated it. <laughs> and i'm so sorry chris nolan if you're out there come on the pod (laughs) chris nolan come on the pod and we're gonna talk about it i michael and i did so many bits during tenet that i think are very funny which involve inserting uh gene creamers slash coach teacher from the curl show into the tenet universe and comparing the movie to wild wild west because there's with the kenneth branagh there's a lot in common there. And we've decided that it's the virgin tenant versus the Chad Wild Wild West. <laughs> so, you know, keep your eyes peeled for me eventually making those memes. Um, God, you're the worst. I know. I'm so sorry. Uh, Laura goes on to talk a little bit about Counting Crows and, and shouting out. Sorry, Morgan. It's Sir Kenneth Branagh. I just double check. He's a oh, sir. I'm so sorry. Uh, so yeah, so Laura talks a little bit about Counting Crows, which I will pass your Counting Crows um, knowledge on to Michael, who I'm sure will appreciate that. Um, and uh, Laura also has a theory about one uh, Billy Forbes, which I think we cannot read right now for spoilers reasons. Well, let's see. Uh, oh yeah, it, it's, it's not spoilers for us, obviously, but spoilers for where we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I will just say thank you so is much it, for I'm sorry, where, where is it revealed that it's, it's that big black block of text? No, but okay, no, I don't know no, when no. that is. I think that oh no, that's the episodes I'm editing right now. Okay, yeah, yeah. So um, 
this is good. And there's also some mentions of a hot Tyremy action, which I believe is the Tyler Jeremy ship, which uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Always here for, for, for Tyler and Jeremy content. Um, should I read the Jill Safe email? I mean, always, always be Jill, Jill Safe. It says uh, from our amp, from our ampy Kelly. It says, "Hey guys, I love the podcast. I recently watched TBD for the first time last year on the recommendation of one of my good friends, and have since rewatched and watched the spinoffs. I love to listen to the podcast while I work and obsessively refresh Spotify, waiting for the new episode. I love the hot takes and love hearing all your reactions, and I'm constantly going yes." <laughs> I really appreciate your take on reconciling your love of the show with this flaws. Jill, you crack me up because I also have the head empty, no thoughts condition. Latoya, please, OMG, I will never be mad about you bringing race into this. Never stop. Morgan, Caroline is the best vamp. No discussion, no notes. If the podcast were five hours long, I would still listen. Best, Kelly. Kelly, thank you. Keep saying that the podcast <laughs> can be five hours long. Not like I feel like people are think we're joking when we're saying it. Our recordings are very long. We, we are we not have, kidding. We yeah. have some long ones. <laughs> yeah, season four is. Uh, we're gonna see what that looks like. I mean, it started. I, I think it started in season three. The the length of it all. <laughs> um. So our next email from um, another Laura uh, says, as if this pod couldn't get any better, I just listened to you all go on a 10-minute tangent about Phantom of the Opera into Dracula 2000, and now you're officially my best friend's A-plus content. <laughs> Happy holidays, Ampies, Laura. Laura, thank you. Thank you. Jill, you want to throw out a hot Phantom of the Opera take for Laura? Uh, the movie's not bad. <laughs> That's my hot take. Everyone hates the movie. I love the movie. The movie's great. I... Gives a great performance. Singing's not quite there, but his performance as the Phantom, top notch. Fully agree. Also, like, Emmy Rossum. I love her. Great. Uh, a, a beautiful angel with a beautiful angel's voice. Agreed. Yeah. No notes. Great Christine. Um... <laughs> Um, and that, I think that's it for our emails for today, but, uh, thank you so much. Uh, email us. We love hearing from you. We love you guys. And there are more emails, but we'll obviously talk about them later or in a mailbag. And we promise Morgan's audio will be fine. <laughs> I have a, are I have a fancy promise? <laughs> Can't promise about Jill's audio. I can promise about Morgan's. Yeah, I have my little shitty mic. <laughs> Jill, you gotta you gotta upgrade, baby. I know. <laughs> Maybe for Christmas, I'll get myself a Christmas gift. Oh, if any of our aunties uh, do watch Vanderpump Rules, please email and tell me what you think about it. <laughs> and I'll send you secretly my list of Vampire Diaries characters as Vanderpump Rules characters. That's fucking Patreon content, dummy. I do. I am going to make a big thing for the Patreon about that. So if you like Vanderpump Rules, subscri subscribe to our Patreon. When that finally happens. Yeah, when yeah. that happens. <laughs> and with that, The Empire Diaries. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Empire Diaries. We know the risks, but we had to podcast. I am one of your hosts, Latoya Ferguson. 
I'm Morgan Ludich. And I'm Jill Dayfield. And today uh, we are back from a long break that doesn't exist for you guys, but <laughs> does for us um, to talk about episodes 13 and 14 of season three of Vampire Diaries, Bringing Up the Dead and Dangerous Liaisons, a title we cannot spell. Absolutely cannot spell it. I'm, anything that's like moderately French in its spelling, I can't do. Also, the first episode, the first episode I know as Bros Before Hose, uh, not whatever you called it. <laughs> yeah, that title doesn't really, I would never know what episode it is with that title, but Bros no. Before Hose, I know what episode it is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of the episodes, Jill, this is your first time watching them. How did you feel about them? As we've already discussed a bunch before recording this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I tried to say as little as possible so that uh, I could get your reactions uh, fresh. But um, (laughs) these were episodes, you know? Um, (laughs) They're 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 a a bit baffling. (laughs) They are, yeah. I mean, I really like them. I feel like I would like them more as standalones, like if I were fully familiar with the series. But Mm -hmm. because I'm coming into it new and the lead up to these just like didn't feel like it was there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like if I were to go back and watch, I'd probably be like, yeah, this is fun. It definitely was a weird one to watch after a big break. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yes. Uh, Which is a good thing we have the peas always uh, are previously. So let us know what was going on. I needed those previously. (laughs) I forgot that we left off with um, Elijah just coming back. Oh, yeah, we did. Completely forgot. <laughs> Got it ruled, though. That cost gave Elijah a little haircut uh, when he's in the coffin. Very sweet of him. <laughs> did not do the same thing for his brother, Finn. <laughs> he, did, he did something for Cole. He was giving Cole product, apparently. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, Morgan, do you at least remember your thoughts on the episodes like when you originally watched them? Because we will talk about how you feel watching them now. <laughs> Um, I am trying to remember. I remain. I I remember the ball, uh, and I remember being very confused by all the Klaus and Caroline stuff because again, it seems like it's really accelerated. Uh, it, but I also remember enjoying seeing everyone in formal wear and seeing all the boys in tuxes and uh, liking the love triangle stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty much all I remember. You don't remember anything from Bros Before Hose? I, I mean, now my memory is completely rewritten by the Bros Before, Before Hose narrative that we, uh, I think, very successfully laid over the, uh, the episode. But um, I can't really remember anything about it, no. But it's a dinner. I really liked the dinner. It was so fun. I wanted to join. Yeah, I definitely remember there being a dinner party. I didn't remember what episode the dinner this this particular dinner party was because, of course, mm-hmm. like the episode the dinner party is so near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Uh, so like every other dinner party is just like, well, I mean, it's nice, but it's not the dinner party. There's no Jenna. <laughs> there's no Andy Star. Not the titular dinner party. <laughs> the titular dinner party <laughs> near the titular falls. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I remember that. I remembered uh, how creepy the Rick being stabbed stuff was. I remember that. Mm. I remember hating Bill Forbes. <laughs> I think now I can, even, uh, as, as a grown adult, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to like just someone in my early 20s, now I can better articulate why the Bill Forbes storyline does not work at all mm-hmm. on any level, which uh, is just disappointing, really. 
Um, yeah. 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 And then for Dangerous Liaisons, uh, <laughs> I remember... <Bonjour. laughs> I'm, I'm Trey French, you guys. <laughs> La piscine. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, I definitely remember Maddie Blue and Rebecca and that yes. movie right there. And just the, the, the oldest vampires, they love them some Maddie Blue. They, they mm-hmm. really do. Uh, oh, I can't forget what I, I remember the most from Bros Before Hose, like before even rewatching it, which is uh, Gay Pirate Finn, uh, which is <laughs> the height of his look, the height of his character. Uh, I, I believe that the term was actually coined by um, friend uh, Nate Levy, but like we both bonded in our love of Gay Pirate Finn, and then it just immediately <laughs> went away the next episode. And it's like, well, he was interesting for 30 seconds. <laughs> thanks to a wig why not give him why not like have him have a ponytail like it just feels like why modernize them all so quickly like probably because the wig would have been very bad and they could not afford a good ponytail wig but come on guys cast someone with long hair Ser- I I try not to be mean to people but like <laughs> <laughs> the actor who plays Finn <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's uh i mean i'm just gonna be dunking on uh, a couple of uh original actors uh <laughs> in these episodes unfortunately because uh so daniel and joseph and claire are great casting and mm-hmm. it was all kind of downhill from there we get again we had michael sebastian roche he was great um yeah. and then it was all kind of downhill from there <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I mean, again, I haven't seen uh, these in a while, so maybe I will find new things that I like in all of these performances. But as of now, they're how I remembered them, which is just like a little bit generic. Like, I I, I feel like Elijah and Rebecca and Klaus are so specific and mm-hmm. I I don't know like what's the 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 Angie one and the one who wants to die or not um you know oh right those two old tropes um I don't know it is right now I'm not vibing with them especially since you know we spent season two like saying because it felt like they spent so much time trying to get the perfect actor for Klaus which they did mm-hmm. and it's just like and then you you get Rebecca and she's great. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they just cast, you know, like Atlanta actors or something mm-hmm. to play the the bonus Michaelsons, you know? <laughs> so that's what what really just gets me about it. Yeah, I what I you know, this is not I mean the ideal time to be asking, but like had the three of them been another I mean, I'm sure they'd been another stuff, but I'm wondering like what their resumes looked like at the time. So Alice Evans, who plays Esther, we already kind of went through that before. So like, that is what it is. For Nathaniel Bazalik, who plays uh, Cole, what had he done? Let me look. I mean, I'm just seeing some guest spots on shows. Because, uh, yeah, he's Australian. So he was an episode of Home and Away because they all were. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't see anything, you know, specific that stands out to me that suggests that he would like. It, it would be the thing that they knew him from. Yeah, yeah. he was like, a, he had a main role in... Uh, an Australian drama called Out of the Blue, like 50 episodes, it says. And then I always forget Casper something is the one who plays Finn, right? Uh-huh. Yes, Casper uh, Zafer. <laughs> Casper Zafer. Yeah, apparently he is British and... Mm-hmm. He's in a bunch of stuff I've 
not heard of. Yeah. It's, I don't, I, I feel like I really don't get that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's confusing. I mean, you could just say uh, Nathaniel was like being added to the CW stable of boys, but like the Casper one I really do not get. Yeah, it's it's confusing. Like, I I, I mean, who knows? Uh, maybe, again, maybe, maybe this is the time that it all changes for me. But um, <laughs> as of now, uh, I find I, I find Finn uh, not appealing at all. And I find Cole uh, not much higher on the list. Yeah, and there are other things we can say, but we can't say them yet, obviously. But why don't we jump into the episode? Well, actually, I, before we do, I, I want to ask Jill her thoughts on uh, the bonus uh, Michelsons. Because now we can say Michelsons, by the way. Oh, thank yeah. God. Um, I will say that TikTok did ruin the Michelson reveal. Um, I TikTok. That, that was, TikTok is just like spoiling away. <laughs> I mean, although it is kind of like just, it's logic. Yeah. <laughs> Better than them using the last name Smith. <laughs> I also love the idea that Esther was like the, the first time they, they decided to call themselves Michelson. In theory, that's what it's suggesting when mm-hmm. Elijah was going by Elijah before, even though that's like like not the case. They were using Michelson all the time, besides that one time. Yes. <laughs> he was trying to be under wraps. He was trying to be uh, covert. It's because if they said it, then it's like, there's no twist that Michael is the dad. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk about, talk about the bonus Michelsons. The bow mice. I mean, the I, I, I mean, <laughs> there's not much to say that I can say because I don't know anything much about them yet. It's um, very early. Yeah, I do feel like you've gotten kind of a picture of who Cole is from the second episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cole. I don't think the the long haired one is not Cole. I'm getting That's them Finn. All. That's fair. Yeah. You don't Cole's like either the murdery of them. one. Yeah. No, we don't like I either of them. Don't like Cole. When I first saw Finn in his like pirate getup, I was like, that is an attractive man. Um, All right. <laughs> I, I can see it. And then I, I can see it. I am more into him that way. Yeah. Exactly. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, they honestly, they really kind of should have gone for like a boozy Jack Sparrow esque uh, Michelson. That's yeah. like completely different from the rest of the family members. But I guess, and I don't, I don't think this is like too. This isn't spoilery because he says it. Like yeah. he clearly is a death wish. He's like the yeah. one who's not very attached to being alive. So I feel like if he was too fun, you wouldn't believe that. So yeah, he's he's actually a basic bitch, is what they reveal. Just he's a basic bitch mama's boy, which is so boring. Yeah, it kind of just like. Like burst the bubble before the character can even start. If he's just like, "Hi, I want to die. Like, I don't want to <laughs> be here anymore." See, like, and he's not even. She doesn't even seem that adamant about wanting to die. He's kind of just like, "If you guys could kill me with your spell, that'd be cool." Like, <laughs> yeah, come I on, feel man. Like they started off so strong with the introductions. Mm-hmm. Because that moment is so fun, and then it just yeah. like quickly went down, <laughs> right? It's and I, I do kind of recall like that deflating feeling when it originally aired too. Yeah, I just obviously we'll get into this more in the episode, but I just love the fact that Finn was daggered for over nine hundred years. So like they did it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> He was just like, I hate this, and everyone was like, Fine, we will basically kill you. <laughs> they gave him what he wanted. And and yet it is not enough for him. 
Uh, I'm so excited to be able to dunk on Finn now. <laughs> Wants to be dead for real. <laughs> Been waiting. Uh, so let's get, get into bringing up the dead, aka Bros before hoes. Bros before hoes. You put the bro before the hoe. <laughs> I almost did a spit take, my friend. <laughs> So we start, Elijah is still uh, wiping the blood off his hand, the hybrid blood, uh, with a white handkerchief because he's so fucking cool. Uh, And he's like, so Klaus, you seem surprised. I guess you did not undagger me. (laughs) Uh, Which is hilarious because I love that he assumes that. Um, and Klaus is like, oh, well, why don't I uh, g- get you a drink? And then they immediately fight. Yeah, Joe called it a zoop fight, which it is. And it's mostly, it's Elijah kicking his ass. Yeah, it rolls. Um, Klaus is really pissed because he just finished renovating. Um, and it made, me la- it made me laugh a lot. I loved it. <laughs> and Klaus is like, look, you have every right to be mad at me. But I did keep my word. I reunited you with your family. <laughs> and I was like, we get it. You're a little stinker. <laughs> I little mean, punk. he did keep his word. He's not lying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Jill's here to defend her man. <laughs> Dear god. Uh, so, um, fight, fight, fight. Uh, eventually, like, Elijah... Uh, eventually, like, Cole gets undaggered. Who is it? Is it Klaus that does it? I think it is. Yeah, Klaus does it. Yeah, Klaus does it, and he's going to stab Elijah. And Elijah's like, yeah, if you use that, then you'll have to deal with Cole, you know, because, you know, one dagger is gone. Um, And (laughs) that's enough for Klaus. Klaus does not want to deal with Cole. So (laughs) he pops that dagger right back in. (laughs) Good for him. Uh, And he's like, hey, big, big development. I killed our dad. (laughs) And Elijah's like, oh, shit. Um, then why did you not undagger all of us? Finn has been in this coffin for over 900 years. Cole's been here for over a century. And Klaus is like, oh, well, look no further than Stefan Salvatore. (laughs) Yeah, it's Stefan's fault. (laughs) He was the one keeping me from freeing you guys. Uh-huh. What a piece of shit. And he's like, look, there's stuff you don't know about our past, stuff you don't know about me. I'm sorry. And um, I just want you to remember the oath of loyalty that you swore to me, you know, always and forever. Help me destroy Stefan, and I promise our family will be whole again. Mm-hmm. And I think it's worth noting, uh, he brings he invokes always and forever. And it, it kind of does bring into his perspective why Cole and Finn suck so hard. <laughs> Always and Forever is not between all of the Michelson siblings. It is specifically between Klaus, Elijah, and Rebecca. The rest mm-hmm. of them can get bent, basically, as far as they're concerned. <laughs> um, yes, absolutely. Uh, in this moment, I am very much wondering why Elijah should in any way trust Klaus, but whatever. <laughs> I am uh, mad. <laughs> We move on uh, to the Gilbert house. Uh, Elaine and Alaric are waking up, and Alaric is really fucking hungover because last night he whiskey dialed Meredith at two in the morning. She's the trick. And Elaine is like, You did it. And he's like, No, I very much did. <laughs> and Elaine says, Oh, was she cool about it? And he says, well, as soon as these aspirin kick in and I remember the conversation, I'll let you know. Yikes. 
Wow. Oh, my, our boy's a mess. Uh, yes. So the doorbell rings and it's Lizzie. <laughs> Liz Forbes is here doing official Liz Forbes business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got a murder weapon. <laughs> uh, and she's like, hey, so remember our medical examiner who is like stabbed in the middle of the night with a wooden stake? It's yours. <laughs> and it has Elena's fingerprints on them. God, I, I can't believe Elena's like a serial killer, you guys. It's a weird pivot for season three, but I honestly think it's great. And Dobrev does a wonderful job with it. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, that is so bizarre, but that is the, that is the twist. And is this where they realize that it's from, oh yeah, it's one of her parents' stakes. It's from the set at their lake house, which is a weird thing for a lark to know, but whatever. I guess they, when they came back from the lake house, they brought all the weapons with and gave them to a lark to like inventory because that's what he does. He inventories and he plays with cave drawings. (laughs) Uh, a man of many talents. <laughs> so then we go to the woods and we have uh, like Damon walking and talking to Elena on the phone. And he's like, cool. So you're like a murderer. <laughs> She's like, fuck off. Lizzie doesn't think that I did it. She's trying to figure out why someone used one of my family's weapons to kill a council member. And uh, Damon implies that it's probably Meredith. And uh, Alaric informs Damon that he is on speakerphone. <laughs> <laughs> and Damon's like, look, don't get defensive. I'm just saying the first suspect is usually the right one. Oh, Damon, what a great friend. <laughs> look, he likes Jenna, and I agree. <laughs> so uh, they're like, look, it doesn't make sense for it to be Meredith that, like, Brian was killed a bunch of time ago, like, before Meredith was shown all of my weapons. So couldn't possibly be her. Uh, and Elena is siding with Alaric because she says she refuses to believe that his luck with women is that tragic. <laughs> oh. God, Elena's just killing all over the place. Grim. Um, so Damon's like, okay, well, who else knows about all of your weapons? And Alaric says, who doesn't? <laughs> he says, I have weapons everywhere. Here, the school, my loft, your car. Jesus, Alaric. <laughs> he has weapons at the school. It's not good. Probably Stefan's locker because Stefan's not using that. <laughs> well, yeah, he doesn't go to class. Um, but uh, so Damon's like, well, no. So Damon asks who knows. Alaric says everybody. And Damon's like, well, it has to be Klaus then. Of course. Because uh, he's in a blamey mood. And Elena is also in a blamey mood. But she thinks that it could be Stefan. Like trying to get under Klaus's skin. And like that night he was so crazy. He was capable of anything. Uh, and uh, who knows? Because, like, this is an odd plot for the Vampire Diaries because it's just, like, a murder subplot. Uh, yeah, so how does she think it's to get under Klaus's skin? Did she think that it's Stefan trying to frame Klaus poorly? I think it was just, like, the idea that he was really chaotic that night so he could have just been out of control. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if it's, uh, if it totally tracks. But anyways, the scene ends with Damo meeting uh, an old friend for tea, and that friend is Elijah. <laughs> Elijah and that haircut. Dang, it's looking good. David calls him his favorite original, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> correct. Yeah. Remember, Jill, when you just thought like Elijah was like whatever. Yeah. Uh, listen, I've been wrong about a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Elijah is one of those. <laughs> he was not looking like a dweeb in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> 
not at all. <laughs> <laughs> he looked real good. He really yeah. did. Uh, I am obsessed with the note that Damon left for Elijah in his jacket, which is, as he reads it aloud, Dear Elijah, let's get together, plot the destruction of your brother, XOXO. (laughs) Uh, Gossip girl himself. Uh, And Damon's like, so was I right to undagger you or are we going to have a problem? And Elijah's like, look, I'm here. Let's talk. And David says, okay, I'll start with an easy question. Any idea what kind of Klaus-killing weapon could be magically sealed inside a mystery coffin? <laughs> Just boy stuff. Boy stuff. Um, so then we go to the cave, and we have our Abby, Stefan, and Bonnie scene. Stefan is being a jerk, <laughs> because that's his new deal. Uh, <laughs> and um, they, he's hassling them for, uh, you know, he's like, hurry up and open the coffin that no one can open. Which is unfair. Mm-hmm. How are they supposed to be able to do it? Yeah, he's been a real dick, but like the jig is up by the end of the episode. <laughs> Although they're, they're passed out, so they don't know that the jig is up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I don't know. Then, then uh, Abby's like, hey, I've told you I don't have any powers. Like, I can't, if you're asking me to use magic to open this, I have none. But dude, you also said you would help. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Stefan's like, whatever, I don't believe you. Klaus is going to call his hybrids to find the coffin and kill all of us. So fucking figure it out, which is rude. <laughs> he's a rude man. Uh, yeah, he's a very rude man. Uh, there to visit is Elena. And she's like, hey, uh, did you kill uh, the medical examiner? <laughs> Uh, and Stefan's like, why the fuck would I do that? And she's like, I don't know, because you're fucking mean now. <laughs> and uh, he's like, Ugh, believe what you want to believe. And she's like, I don't want to believe any of it. Like, they're uh, very uh, angsty. Um, and uh, Stefan's like, throws it back in her face and is like, did you ask Damon if he killed anybody lately? And like, he leaves in a huff. Um, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to advise a lot of people to calm down in this app. okay everyone's so angsty (laughs) that's what they do it's true um so we go on over to mystic falls hospital uh and we have a caroline and meredith fell scene (laughs) everyone's two favorite characters together at last (laughs) finally well it it is weird if you consider that like meredith fell like existed in the vampire diaries books and caroline like took her spot i was thinking Mm -hmm. about that uh but yeah, it's it's uh, it's a scene. Um, like Caroline's like, "Hey, thanks for saving my dad." And Meredith's like, "Could you get him to be a little more grateful? Because he's really mad about the whole vampire blood thing." And Caroline's like, "I don't know. I, he's set in his ways. He's spent his whole <laughs> life hating vampires. So maybe you should like not use that without people's consent." <laughs> Uh, she does not say that, but she would be well within her rights to say it. <laughs> <laughs> but also, uh, I can't quite remember, but isn't this like also the case of like Tori being in scenes with like pretty much everyone in the cast besides Paul? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's part of why it's, it's so weird. It's like, okay, I guess we have a Caroline Meredith scene. It's like, well, she's not going to like have a scene with her real life husband. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't Crazy. allow that. Uh, so basically, uh, Caroline's like, well, I'm here to pick my data up. And Meredith's like, okay, that's weird. We discharged him already. 
Uh, but she does also reveal that she knows Caroline is a vampire. And she's like, it must be hard for you with your dad hating the one thing you can't change about yourself. And I'm like, no, no, no. I can't change. <laughs> like, we are not going back there. <laughs> we never left there, Morgan. Like, uh, I was like, you know what? If Caroline could have kissed a bunch of girls, then you could have done this story. <laughs> but she kisses Zero girls so far, at least. Let Caroline kiss girls. Absolutely. That would make me so happy. (laughs) I couldn't even put it into words. (laughs) Don't short circuit. Fair enough. That's how powerful the idea of a queer Caroline (laughs) Forbes is. Honestly. (laughs) Wow, I'm speechless. I don't say much anyways, but I was speechless. <laughs> like if Rebecca is drawing Caroline horses, like that I'm into. Wow. Oh my God. I want to lay down on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, call me thin because I want to die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Graceful segue. Uh, so then we move into uh, Caroline and Elena are walking, but suddenly they're being filmed from a spooky POV. Yeah, there's a spooky POV. And also, um, Caroline, yeah, she went to go check on her dad, but also she was just spying for Elena. Just because Elena wanted to make sure that Rick really doesn't have such bad taste in women. Yeah, Caroline's like, I think it's really sweet of you to make sure Alaric's not dating a total psycho. <laughs> and Elena's like, well, he's my family. I have to look out for him. And all of us were Aww. like, family. <laughs> yes, our family. I love it. I love it so much. So Caroline calls her dad, but then can weirdly hear his phone ringing with her, you know, super special vampire hearing. Uh, so he, it turns out he is in this like medical supply closet, stabbed a bunch <laughs> and with his throat fully slit, which is not good. Um, if you guys want my medical opinion. Uh, so Caroline freaks out and she's like, oh my God, like, no, 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 like, don't be dead, don't be dead. She pulls the knife out and uh, Elena realizes that there's blood on the knife and she's like, oh shit, he has vampire blood in his system. Like, because of Meredith not being a good doctor. And <laughs> Caroline's like, wait, what the fuck? I realized that at the same time as she did. I was like, oh my God, wait a minute. <laughs> Well, I think Elena first realized, oh, that's one of Rick's knives. Whoops. And then she's like, oh, yeah, the blood. And I love how upset you are with uh, Mirisfell's uh, doctoring skills. Or, or I'm thinking, this is how you should be a doctor in Mystic Falls. Part of me is like, 100%, you should always do this. But another part of me is like, would I give the like the guy who doesn't like vampires the vampire blood? No. Also, like, I don't know. It's just messing with life and death never seems smart. And I feel like this would be an interesting thing to, like, dig into and really talk about. And instead, she just kind of remains this, like, manic pixie uh, death doctor. (laughs) I mean, here's the thing. 
to, to, to understand Morgan, she is a fell, which means she was destined to do the news. And she said, no, thank you. I will be a doctor. But then it turned out she wasn't good enough to be a doctor, only good enough to do the news. So she had to find a way to be the good doctor. And vampire blood was the way. Fair enough. You're right. I should have considered all of this. You should have considered the news, Morgan. <laughs> I just wish she'd used vampire blood to be a good newswoman. <laughs> she will, She never would have been able to like fill Andy Starr's shoes, so. Mm. No one ever could. R.I.P. baby girl. Oh, I miss her. Um, <laughs> so then we go, uh, go back on over to the cave. And uh, Bonnie and Abby are working to get it open, or at least Bonnie is, and she is not impressed with Abby. Yeah, Bonnie basically like that. Don't impress me much. Should not yeah. explain. <laughs> <laughs> that don't impress me much. I would have liked this scene more if it was if it was just Cat Graham singing that don't impress me much. <laughs> that don't impress me much. Oh my god. <laughs> The ideas in this episode. <laughs> Unmatched. This episode's mine. Because <laughs> it's not us. It's the episode. It's bigger than us. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like, they're trying to get into the coffin, and uh, they're looking at this grimoire, and uh, they notice, like, a page that's torn out, and Abby's like, oh, well, that's the spell I used to seal Michael in the tomb. I burned it to try to get it out of my head, but that didn't work. What? What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember it? (laughs) You can't set fire to a physical object and have it make you forget a memory. I think she means, like, get out of my mind in terms of thinking about it. I know, but it's just... (laughs) It's ridiculous. Uh, But they see a little doodle in the corner of the book, and it is a blood knot, meaning uh, it's a spell that you need two different generations um, to accomplish. Like, you need a bloodline. She describes it as two keys to a safety deposit box kind of precaution. And Bonnie's like, okay, so by unbinding it, we can reverse the spell and unseal the coffin if we do it together. And that is the conclusion that they reach. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about this? The the Bonnie and Abby dynamic? Well, <laughs> You just pointed out the part like, well, that's not how memories work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the page again. This is all a mess. Mm-hmm. This is a mess, and it's like the highs are very high, but the lows are just like, what are we doing? Yeah, I got to admit, like, I, I, the highs are among my favorite thing the show ever does. So I have a very soft spot for this season, but I, it feels like with both Bonnie's mom and caroline's dad they're trying to kind of like give both of these characters a little more depth by giving them family members but both of them feel like kind of half-assed like the coloring for why they're such shitty parents it doesn't work it's just like i'm poking holes in everything about why they're such bad parents whereas i understand why you know isabel and john gilbert were such bad parents because it's also it's a lot of like telling rather than showing like mm-hmm. where it's like we're just taking everybody's word for what previous dynamics were like and how everything works now and everyone's just kind of appearing out of the blue and you know they tell us that Caroline used to be really close to her father but we never get a sense of that closeness mm-hmm. 
ever. We have no understanding of what their relationship was like before this happened. Obviously, with Bonnie and her mom, that's different because, you know, there basically wasn't a dynamic to return to. But I don't know. I just wish they'd shaded in her life more or why she wants to help, why she left in the first place. Like, all of the stuff, it just doesn't quite feel there, you know? Yeah. Jill, what do you think? Um... It didn't not it's not working for me. <laughs> what works less for you, uh Abby and Bonnie or Caroline and Bill? Oh god. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Abby and Bonnie, it's like you're just there's just no feeling as opposed to Caroline and Bill and you just get angry over how bad it is. Yeah. I mean, I when I, the whole Abby and Bonnie moment, mm-hmm. it just I mean Granted, I don't know if this is a relationship that someone has with their mom, if it's a good portrayal of that, but just like holding on to the like, I don't know how to like make amends for it. And it's just like, we get it. We had like, how many episodes with that? (laughs) How many scenes saying that? Like, just do what she's asking you to do. We don't have to sit and be like, have Bonnie say, this is what you need to do. She should just be doing it. Mm -hmm. And that's just kind of where I was sitting in that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, with Caroline and Bill, yeah, I just kind of don't like him. <laughs> yeah, I see that. I feel like the the Bonnie and her mom like dynamic, like at least since you know she's back in her life after being very absent, it at least makes sense that Bonnie's angry and like yeah. I, the conflict. I guess it's it's a it's a valid like you know, next step, uh, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to do this, but she, her mom hasn't figured out how to use magic, how to be of help to her daughter, even though she agreed to do it. But it just feels like Abby as a character has like no perspective on this. Like she, like she feels like she has no moment before, no history like, mm-hmm. as if she just started existing the second we met her, you know? Yeah. Like, her, her backstory does not feel very real or lived in. Yeah, and I good way yeah, of I, kind, it. I kind of wonder why, like, I don't have a sense of how she feels about it, With which at least with Caroline's dad, I'm very clear on his perspective, <laughs> even if I think it's dumb. So I think sometimes those scenes can be a little bit more successful because at least – I know what they're fighting about, whereas, Mm -hmm. like, it can be really tough with magic. Like, I I think sometimes the show struggles to, like, physicalize magic and make it clear, like, when it's working, when it's not working, when you have everything to make it work versus when you don't. Because, you know, it's just people chanting and holding hands, so it's a little hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, But – Maybe that is also like a thing that they're kind of set up to not be hugely successful for because it's just hard for this to look like anything other than two actresses like standing in a cave arguing. Yeah. I mean, for me too, like I just – I don't believe the guilt and maybe that's because we don't have a lot of who she is Mm -hmm. other than that. And maybe that's just so we can be like on Bonnie's side and be mad. But yeah, yeah, something about it just – it's not – I don't feel anything in those scenes. It's hard to feel the guilt when she just keeps making excuses. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so weird to see with like 
a, adult and a child technically like, yeah. which you know dig into that have her be a very immature person who's incapable of taking responsibility except we know that's not the case because she raised um uh, Jamie right yeah Jamie. yeah yeah because she like essentially raised Jamie in a lot of ways so she's like been a mother to someone else uh, it, yeah it, it feels like a lot of a lot of choices kind of resulting in no results <laughs> mm-hmm and I don't know, I just it uh Bonnie deserves better if you're going to give her more stuff. Like as a yes. character. She deserves yeah. something that makes you understand her more or feel something more about her or learn something new about her. And I just don't feel like you really do through this story. Yeah. Other than like it's it sucks to be Bonnie right now. <laughs> <laughs> sucks to be Bonnie. What else is new? Yeah, which when when doesn't it? Um, do you guys have anything else to say about this uh, scene or this dynamic, or should we get to scooting? I have one thing, and just really quick. Mm-hmm. I even though like it's obviously not working for all of us, uh, that doesn't discredit their performances because I think they're doing really well for oh yeah what oh, they're given. Yes, that you are absolutely right to say that. Like they are both really trying to ground it, and and you believe that they care and that they're struggling, but mm-hmm. it just. It's hard to make it fit with your conception of, like, the characters in the show and stuff. Yeah, exactly. I just wanted to say that, too. Put that out there. (laughs) Very correct. Yeah, it's definitely a writing issue. And I'd say that's also the case for Bill and uh, Caroline. Although I don't know if I really like Jack Coleman's delivery of a lot of the shitty lines he has to say as Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Who knows? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) being human. (laughs) That there's a rough, there is a rough. To be fair, sometimes it can be hard to like get that line and know how to deliver it without it coming across. Like sometimes you do want to say that thing. I don't know. I remember um, one of my, I, I, in listening to every Buffy DVD commentary, because I'm a loser, um, <laughs> the uh, there was talk of the like big like Willow and Oz uh, scene where they're having their big uh, dramatic uh, season four kind of parting of ways, and um, Willow says this thing that's like so heartbreaking, where she just says, "Don't you love me?" And it's like very big and huge, and uh, whoever had written the original draft like didn't have it in there. Like she said a much subtler, smaller thing, and uh, like you know, it got changed to just "Don't you love me?" Because it's like sometimes you do just have to like say the big obvious thing, and it's great. Um, and I think this was one of the times where they were trying that, and it maybe wasn't as successful. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. We will get there. But this show is also very good a lot of the time at saying the big obvious thing and it being great. So uh, we'll stay tuned for more of those. <laughs> uh, so then we're over to the Salvatore boys' house. Uh, the boys are uh, Stefan's topless. Yeah, he is. <laughs> uh, I just in the chat just put hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, we're getting dressed because we're going to meet with the original boys. <laughs> Um, this is definitely one of those scenes where I don't know what happened because uh, because um, abs and because uh, they just kind of are fighting. Like, I guess isn't the deal that just like Stefan doesn't want to make a deal with Klaus at all. And Damon's like, well, shouldn't we just hear the possibilities? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about that. And I guess uh, Stefan doesn't trust Elijah, you know, after Elijah screwed him at the end of season two. Fair enough. True. 
Yeah, after Stefan was like wrong all of season two about not trusting Elijah until the end, and now he can like like lord it over them. <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, um, then they, oh, and then they also get really uh, mad about the kiss because it comes back up. So I have to look this up real quick. How many times do they say "dick" in this episode? Only two, surprisingly. That is surprising. It felt like more. Um, but yeah, Damon's like, if this is about me kissing Elena, just remember, if it wasn't for Klaus, you would have never become such a dick, and that kiss would never have happened. <laughs> Good God, jeez, <laughs> rude. Uh, so then. Back to the hospital. Uh, Caroline is with her dad, and uh, they're in a hospital room, and they're kind of checking out his wound, and it seems like it's healed, uh, but he is hungry, which means he is in transition. Yeah, uh, I hate his performance here too. Uh, the choice for I guess Bill to like be very clinical about his transition. Uh, mm-hmm. I just nothing about the Bill character works for me at all, honestly. And I was hoping on rewatch maybe I'd find something I can enjoy with it. But no, I hate literally everything about it. It's because it's like, like we don't know. I, I really do think it is that we don't have the sense of what he was like before or like who the guy Caroline knew to be her dad was, you know? Because yeah. he's not, he wasn't always vampire hunting. He was a dude. Are you sure? We don't know. I, don't know. I assume. Uh, so, um, you know, Caroline's like, well, well, maybe, maybe Dr. Fell can give you something. And Bill's like, she's done enough. (laughs) Fuck that. (laughs) Um, they ask if he saw the person that attacked him. And he's like, no, I didn't see anything. I tried to sneak out the back and someone came up from behind me. And Caroline's like, well, don't worry. We'll figure it out. But in the meantime, we need to get you some blood. And he's like, oh, I'm not doing that. I get how it works, but I'm gonna die. (laughs) He wants the D. He truly (laughs) wants the D. And not just because he's gay. (laughs) Hard G. Um, (laughs) Good God. Uh, Yeah, that's a, it's, it's, it's not perfect. Um, So then we're back to the Gilberts uh, and we have this Elena and Alaric scene and they're checking all of their weapons. And uh, like, you know, Elena hands over the knife that was used to kill Bill and Alaric's like, yeah, 100%. It's kill ours. <laughs> kill Bill. Kill Bill's irons intensify. And he's like, yeah, okay, this is from the crawl space in the foyer. And I'm like, Jesus, how many places do you have these stored? What does he think is happening that he needs to like hide things there? Vampires can't get in unless they're invited, so just don't invite them in. Well, I mean, they did have the whole pizza guy debacle in season one. Well, that's a dumb Jeremy thing to do. <laughs> yeah, now he's gone. He's in Denver. <laughs> he can't hurt us anymore. <laughs> Wait, I do need to bring up that... I did see a TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Stephen R. McQueen playing (laughs) hockey. And that is the most attractive I've ever seen him. (laughs) Anyways, continue. So so it's like a present day Stephen R. McQueen? Yeah. Yeah, See, I told you he like grew into his body. Yeah, he Mm -hmm. looks good. His large body. Uh, But on this show, no, no. No, thank you. Uh, so Rick is like, Meredith totally could have figured out, like, known where this was. And I'm like, did you show her every single one of your weapon stashes? Like, what a weird fucking courtship you have. 
What is wrong with you? He's a, he's a strange alcoholic man. Uh, I, I adore him, but what? Uh, and Elena's like, well, I mean, this doesn't mean she stole it. Like, she's still trying. But Alaric's like, no, like, this is from the loft. This is from the duffel and Damon's car. Like, Damon's car was at the Wickery Bridge fundraiser, and so is Meredith. Like, she has she had the uh the opportunity i guess i why was this car there didn't they walk there i don't know i mean where did they park i guess i guess how far is how far is, well, that was was that founders hall yeah, Our yeah favorite, I, assume favorite setting. <laughs> I assume it's far enough to drive okay i guess so because they were walking for a while uh, and they're just like, oh, they just walk up and there they are. But I guess they, they drove there, parked, and then they walked. So mm-hmm. there must be a parking lot that's like far away so that it looks pretty. Show me Mystic Falls geography, you bastards. <laughs> we'll get you a town map when I can. <laughs> so Elaine is like, look, she was trying to save Bill Forbes. Why would she turn around and kill him? And the lark's like, I don't fucking know, but like, we can't ignore all of these facts. Uh, and the lark's like, let's go to the police. And why don't you go be with Caroline? Aw. But also, Jill, what do you think is up with this whole uh, serial killer business and possibly Meredith Bell? I could not tell you. I was going to make a <laughs> joke and say it's Jeremy, but that's not even a good joke. <laughs> it's a pretty good joke. I actually remember <laughs> what my uh, idea was at the time, even though it was like, well, I don't know what the stabbing has to do with it, but maybe that's just a new thing. And it's like, I was like, maybe they're finally pulling the trigger on the succubus thing and Meredith fell as a succubus. And you know what? I want it. I still want it. <laughs> that would have rolled. It would have fucking rolled, actually, and it would have been great for Tori. But nope. And oh. I'm like, maybe there's maybe the like stabbing is like something that hide the, the succubus thing. I don't know. <laughs> that would have been very cool. I kind of think that it isn't very interesting to me. So I don't care as much of like solving it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I like that. It, it, I think part of it is clearly like kind of a return to like the show's horror roots. Mm-hmm. I think like it's pretty good, like especially with the Rick reveal. It's really good about that. Yeah, yeah. I really like the way that looks. I think that sequence is great. Uh, Michael will be on again at some point uh, soonish, I think. And he really likes this plot. So I will, uh, you know, bookmark that for future discussion. Oh, no. <laughs> He's like he like thinks oh, it's no. very cool that there's a murder subplot. <laughs> He's like there's like a serial killer. Does he like uh, the conclusion? I think he does. Yeah. <laughs> I, yep. think I, I think I like the conclusion. Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah. Hmm. Are there going to be <laughs> spoilers? More we like it. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Anyways, Klaus's. Uh, <laughs> A dinner party. Uh, this is where I wrote bros squared in the chat. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I love uh, that. So this is a Elijah Klaus, Stefan Damon mess around. Uh, they are having a dinner party and they're going to discuss the terms of their agreement. And Klaus is like, we're going to be civilized. Please <laughs> uh, What fucking ever. And there's like a bunch of like girls in like gold halter tops around that are serving them. And I'm like, this is weird. I was also going to make a joke that they're um, tried out. So <laughs> <But>, uh... <laughs> oh, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> so Jill is uh, besmirching the good Tridelt name yet again. Mm-hmm. No, I love. If you're in Tridelt, you're wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I support you, uh, Tridelts. I'm not like Jill. 
we're not like Jill. We love you, Tridelts. Come on the show. <laughs> Tridelts, come on the pod. Uh, but yeah, I was also going to say, it's like the kind of tackiness that like a Laurent Klaus would have. <laughs> it is. Yes. Anyways, uh, Stefan is immediately very antagonistic and not uh, cooperative, which it's like, why come to this dinner if you're going to be a dick the whole time? I mean, he obviously... We get the reveal. Clearly, his humanity is like on, and he's just playing a role at the end. But like, mm-hmm. he kind of tips his hand by being just a little piss baby around class <laughs> all the time. Like that's an emotion being a piss baby. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, the emotion of piss baby is one uh, Stefan feels strongly uh, throughout much of this episode. <laughs> um, so uh, you know, they're kind of uh, like the reading dinner. Klaus is like, look, Elijah and I have also had our share of fights over the centuries, but we always make it through. <laughs> and Stefan's like, yeah, kind of like you and Rebecca. Where is she, by the way? <laughs> Last time I checked, you daggered her because you're afraid to talk to her. <laughs> Seriously, though, that's what happened. Yes, because Klaus is a fucking little bitch. And Klaus is like, hey, if you're referring to the fact that I'm a little bitch, like, I've already told Elijah that I killed our mom, so... <laughs> what? Now Stefan doesn't have leverage. Whatever will he do? <laughs> And Damon's like, look, Stefan killed our dad, so, like, we've all been there. Talking about Giuseppe. Uh, Giuseppe. Uh, I love (laughs) so much uh, Peacekeeper Damon, who's like, what if we were all just fucking chill for goddamn what's like? (laughs) He is infinitely worse at it than Stefan is when he does it for him. (laughs) He is not good at being the good brother, and it's very, very funny. I I love my dumb boys. <laughs> dumb boys, we love them. <laughs> uh, so then we go on over to Caroline's, uh, and Elena and Caroline are sitting on the front porch. Uh, Caroline has left a bunch of messages for Tyler everywhere, but uh, he has not called her back, which is a bummer. Um, and uh, they're kind of discussing like whether or not they really think Dr. Fell did it. And uh, Elena's like, well, I wish the girl that Alaric liked wasn't in the middle of all of this because he deserves to be happy, but I have to admit she looks guilty, and that's why I told your mom. Uh, so these these people, they meet a normal person, <laughs> then all of a sudden they're like, well, she's clearly a serial killer. <laughs> That's the lives they live. <laughs> Look, they can't trust new people, and that's <laughs> That's been that there's precedent for that. <laughs> uh, so Caroline's like, oh, my mom's in there with my dad. And I don't think they've ever been. In, they've been in the same room this long since I was like 10 years old. And then she has this very dark thought, which is she's concerned that Tyler did it. Um, like under Klaus's orders, and Elaine is like, "No, that didn't happen." <laughs> Which I don't know why it was even brought up. I guess they were like, "I feel like we have to do this." No. <laughs> No one was thinking that. <laughs> but Caroline was apparently, because this, it doesn't make sense. It, it's clearly a serial killer. <laughs> so, I mean, why would they go after, why would Tyler go after the medical examiner? No idea. <laughs> People like Klaus and Tyler need the medical examiner. Animal attacks. <laughs> uh, very true. So Caroline's like, she's freaking out. She's like, I can't let my dad die. I'm just going to force feed him blood. And Elena's like, well, it, it's his choice. Like, you gotta be, like, fair to the dude. And Caroline's doesn't feel like it. So with that, and then, like, the earlier line about, you know, uh, a lark being a family, I guess, it, the episode doesn't dwell on it, but I guess uh, uh, Elena's kind of thinking about 
Jeremy and how, you know, she kind of ruined her life, ruined his life in her mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Elena is kind of just like, okay, I'll do better now. I will protect my family and I won't let anyone, uh, you know, have something forced upon them because uh, that's not good. Elena's probably going through it right now. Speaking of uh, dads who chose to die, um, Elena has one, has two. <laughs> You know, she, does. she, has, she two. has two dads who chose to die. Her, you know, her her um uh her first dad, who she thought was her biological dad, but was not. You know, like in the Wickery Bridge, like when the car was sinking, he told Stefan to go get Elena, and then secondly, John died to save her life. So, uh, she is very used to uh, dads choosing to die, and uh, <laughs> you know, she's right; it's their choice, I guess. um so they have this this kind of like emotional conversation about like the difficulties of losing fathers and this is also a scene that i wished there was more time for Mm -hmm. to like dig into because there is a certain amount of interest to the idea that like this is the one night that like caroline just has to wait for her dad to die like that's a very dramatically heavy an interesting thing you can do because of the show and kind of sit in it, but they just don't have the time. So it just kind of becomes this like rather quick tossed off kind of moment of Elena talking about the hardest thing being like thinking about all the things that he wouldn't be there for stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. you want to dad around for. And it's a sweet moment and it's really sweet. I think, and maybe it's because I'm biased when Matt shows up and he and Caroline Mm -hmm. hug, but I do wish for more here. I mean, because the thing that doesn't work about it, especially is so, you know, you got Elena saying, you know, realizing all the things he wouldn't be there for. It's like, Bill hasn't been around for Caroline. Like, he's already missing things as a, a living person. Yeah. Him being dead is not going to change that at all. And it also, it just, it doesn't change the show in any way. And it's hard to play deaths where it doesn't matter to, um, where it only, like, where it's not going to change the show at all. Yeah. So, I don't know. Because ultimately, Bill only exists, like, when you really think about it, to help Tyler figure out how to break the sire bond. That's it. Like, they introduce all of his, you know, power of the mind garbage that doesn't really matter now outside of, (laughs) like, the hybrid thing. And that's it. That's it. (laughs) Ah, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, it just, he, he does just show up to do a lot of like plot devicey things. Mm-hmm. So uh, I may have called him uh, Caroline's plot device dad in the chat. <laughs> uh, but I just, yeah, I just think much like Bonnie, uh, I think Caroline deserves like, if we're, if we're going to do a story about her parent, let's have it be someone who feels vital or important and have this feel like it changes uh, something or someone in a tangible way, but it just, kind of doesn't especially since uh for the next episode she has to deal with klaus's pursuit so who cares <laughs> who oh, cares god i'm gonna have some i'm gonna have some for me spicy takes during oh i i already we should already apologize in advance to i guess our listeners because there's so many the, the clara line shippers are all around oh god i i'm i'm gonna say some things um yeah no i'm i'm gonna say some pro clara line things uh because this might be the episode it works best in uh for me 
the upcoming, of course, uh, Dangerous Lessons, as, uh, <laughs> as they say. Uh, what was that? Dangerous Lessons? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember how Dennis says it, and it's always funny. Les Lessons Dangerous. Ah, yeah. In the Dennis of our podcast. Uh, so... <laughs> Um, so now I'm going to demonstrate my value and um, tell you what happens in this next scene with bros squared uh, they start to bring up Elena and the vibe gets even more fucked <laughs> and Stefan's like I don't know where she is why don't you ask Damon Ooh, uh, yeah. Jill wrote in the chat I like when uh, Klaus growls and when Steve whispers threats yeah so good <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so basically, uh, Klaus is like, oh yeah, Elijah, you've missed stuff. Like, I wish that, um, Elijah would then have run down, um, that it would have been run down for Elijah, all of the things in the love triangle that he missed. <laughs> like, they went on the porch. Yeah, the porch where he kissed her, but, like, it wasn't her, it was Catherine, and they kissed on the porch for real this time. And Elijah being like, <laughs> they did it. <laughs> um, that's what I want. I assume that's what happened when, uh, what Damon was telling Elijah when they were in the field. Um, I hope that it's what happened when Elena and Elijah like had a little bit of alone time together. I hope she caught him up on everything and he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> that would be uh, the dream for me. Uh, so Damon's like, well, why don't we put uh, Elena in the do not discuss pile? Um, and then Klaus brings up, look, uh, me and my brother are pretty familiar with the allure of the Petrova doppelganger, and uh, they explain some backstory stuff, uh, which was um, Tatia, who was like the uh, the doppelganger around uh, when they were uh, young and human. Uh, apparently, uh, Elijah and Klaus fought over her, much like Stefan and Damon and uh, both Catherine and Elena. At least they only did it once. I mean, they kind of a little bit over Catherine, but like uh, Klaus was only using Catherine just so he could get uh, that Petrova blood, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, Elijah's like, yeah, so Tatia, she's really pretty. All of the dudes wanted her, uh, even though she had a child already, but, like, <laughs> Klaus loved her the most, and Klaus is like, I don't know, kind of thinks someone else loved her, too. And Stefan's like, Jesus, both of you? <laughs> and Elijah's like, yeah, okay, whatever, Yes. <laughs> And uh, she's like, look, our our mom, who's a powerful witch, wanted to end our feud over Tatia, so she took her. And Klaus and I would later learn that it was her blood that was in the wine they drank that night when her mom did the spell on them, turning them into vampires. Uh, and they're like, yeah, Tatia wouldn't decide between the two of us. So for a time, we were estranged, and we fought a bunch. But in the end, family above all, and they toast. Yeah. <laughs> uh. The Michelson parents suck, just a reminder. Truly. Um, yeah, not a good set of parents. It's like, well, we couldn't stop fighting over this girl, so mom just took her and killed her and we drank her blood. <laughs> oh my god, okay, I'm looking for my... Uh, so then we have a Bonnie and Abby scene in the cave, and this is kind of the, like, I can't do magic because of shame uh, scene. 
Um, and I think this is the scene that's probably like the most emotional between the two of them. Like this is where Abby kind of like tears up and um, she's like, look, the spirits are angry with me. They're mad for me leaving you and they don't want me to have my powers again. And Bonnie's like, well, I had all these dreams for a reason. I was led to you for a reason. And like, it's not the sp- like the spirits wanted this. It's not them holding us back. It's you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it was, and she explains that she even like used to pretend that her mom was dead because it was easier to do than to wonder why she was like, you know, left and why her mom never came back. And it's really sad. Like Kat, Kat Graham is really great in the scene. And like, she says she's really sorry. And she's like, there's no way I can tell you how sorry I am. And Bonnie's like, there is, you can help me. Um, And then they're able to do the spell. Yeah, uh, it starts open, mm-hmm. so you would think they would continue to do it. But like, why is like, no? I'm gonna go text David, my buddy. <laughs> She's like, I gotta go <laughs> with no prank element. Uh, so then, uh, while Bonnie's gone, it opens, and she and uh, Abby sees what's inside, and it's like, <gasps> oh no, a white witch. <laughs> oh my god! So then. We're back at Klaus's. Damon gets the text uh, from Bonnie that says uh, she's getting closer, but she needs some more time. And Elijah's like, well, why don't we kind of like move this along and discuss the terms of our plan? And Damon's like, very simple. Here's our pitch. Klaus gets his coffin back. And in exchange, he and the original extended family leave Mystic Falls forever. Me, Stefan, and Elena live happily ever after. No grudges. Thruple goals. <laughs> uh, Elijah is like, I don't know, Klaus sounds like a pretty good deal. <laughs> and Klaus is like, absolutely not. Like, I need Elena's blood to make hybrids. So, no. <laughs> uh, and he pitches, here's the deal. Like, if I leave her here under your protection, how long before one of you turns her into a vampire or she dies because of your dumb fight? <laughs> he goes, each one of you believes you're the only one that can protect her. And you're wrong. Like, the worst thing for Elena is both of you. Uh, a sassy boy. So Love sassy. Love it. Love it. The boys are now very embarrassed. <laughs> uh, Damon leaves. Elijah goes after Damon. Uh, and uh, Klaus decides to taunt Stefan further by uh, drinking one of the girls in a gold halter top <laughs> and trying to get Stefan to join him. Uh, so then we move back on over uh, to uh, the Gilberts. Matt is walking Elena home. Sweet of him. Good boy. Uh, and he's like, this must be really hard for you. It must be bringing up a lot. And she and Elena's like, yeah, I mean, we, not none of us have a great life. <laughs> uh, and Matt's like, yeah, it's this town. It's messed up. He says, none of us should have to live this way. <laughs> and Matt, you have it the worst. Based on real world things. Matt! Uh, How can I save Matt? Uh, So then they walk (laughs) in the house together and Elena tries to turn on the lights, but the electricity's out. Uh, So then we have this really fun, like, kind of like horror sequence where they like creep through the house with all the lights out and Elena gets flashlights and, um, you know, they're searching for candles, but then they find this huge fucking puddle of blood. (laughs) Puddle of blood, my favorite band. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so uh, so yeah then they basically follow 
all of this blood and bloody handprints and all this shit like out of the kitchen up the stairs and finally we find at the end of the trail Alaric laying in the doorway like with a knife through his belly and uh it's fucking scary i think this is so great yeah i'm surprised that uh this wasn't credited to kevin williamson because it's so much blood it's like you're watching a fucking scream movie the amount of blood there is <laughs> honestly I, I love it uh i don't know how he's able to live having lost all that blood and then somehow getting upstairs but it's awesome yeah i mean good for him uh so elena's trying to pull the knife out and matt's like no leave that the fuck in i'm calling 911." and elena's like who did this alaric doesn't know so it's the same thing as with bill but yeah uh also like these children are dumb why do they keep yanking knives out like why did caroline yank the knife out of her dad why is elena like alaric let me yank this knife out like that's more blood people to be fair to them you it's probably not nice to see someone stabbed and your brain must go like knife not supposed to be there take knife away to be fair though by this point they should know better than be pulling out knives yeah at this point they should know better you're absolutely right it's not like a first season situation they've seen a lot of death yeah (laughs) yeah these kids are all pros now uh so speaking of um alaric's like hey elena you gotta kill me and she's like uh excuse me (laughs) uh and elena's like fuck uh and he's like matt hang up the phone he's right like he needs for the ring to work he needs to have died a supernatural death and we don't know if the person who stabbed him was supernatural but i am uh so uh like matt's like hey what if we didn't do this and elena doesn't (laughs) it's fucking traumatic as shit poor kid Matt, you should have uh, not been a gentleman. You should not have walked this girl home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just makes me uh, very, very upset, and I don't like it. Um, speaking of things I don't like, we go to classes, and he's uh, like drops this girl's corpse on the floor, <laughs> and he's like, cool, I did a murder. And Stefan's like, okay, I guess the only reason you agreed to this is to try to, like, fuck me and my brother over and turn us against each other. And Klaus is like, no, you're doing that pretty good on your own. <laughs> uh, then Damon and Elijah come back in, and Damon's like, come on, put something on the table. We've made our offer. Uh, like, you really have to counter. And Klaus is like, okay, well, how about Elena's future happiness? Because right now she really needs to be rid of you. <laughs> He's like, maybe he should, she should uh, fall in love with like, a human, the nice one, the football player boy. <laughs> they love him. They love Maddie Blue. Yes. And this is where, look, vampires are right. Matt's great. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, they can get married. They can live a long, fruitful life, pop out a family. And Stefan's like, yeah, so that the Petrova bloodline continues. And every few hundred years, you'll have a new doppelganger you can drain and you'll never run out of hybrids, right? And Klaus is like, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Klaus is like, well, look, I will ensure that Elena is safe for the rest of her life. You know it's what's best for her. Uh, so he reaches out his hand to Stefan. Do we have a deal? Stefan, like, walks over to him in fucking slow-mo. And Damon's like, what are you doing? And Klaus is, you're looking at the hand. Stefan reaches out his hand. They shake. And he's like, nice try. But no deal. Fucking idiot. <laughs> what the fuck? The dumbest boy. 
<laughs> These boys are dramatic little bitches. <laughs> Jill, were you surprised how stupid Stefan was in this moment? I loved it. I handshake <laughs> stressed me out, but I this was great. You <laughs> put this in the chat. May I ask what stresses you out about a handshake? Um, just because I I've had a handshake besides the whole pandemic, which brings mm. it to a whole new level. But right. I had a handshake once with an older gentleman. Oh, and he no. held on to my hand for like a bit too long, but I had already stopped no. doing the handshake. So it, at that point, he was just mm. like waving my arm because it went limp because I was like, oh, the handshake oh, is done. Oh, no. So it just it was a really oh. awkward all around. And ever since then, I have not enjoyed handshakes. <laughs> Dang, I'm very sorry. <laughs> it was like one of the dumbest moments I've ever had. <laughs> At least the handshake didn't end how this handshake ends. <laughs> yeah, true. It just ended with me looking like an idiot. No one shoved your arm into a fireplace and broke your leg. <laughs> no one broke your hand, then shoved your arm into a fireplace and broke your leg. It's very silly. David's like, what the fuck? And Elijah holds him back and Klaus is like, bring me my fucking coffin or I'm going to burn your brother to death and Damon's like fine I'll fucking get it I hate you <laughs> and Klaus is like Elijah go with him keep him honest and you mm-hmm. know I'll hand over our family blah 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. like you're a fucking crazy Klaus uh, so then uh, we have a scene with Caroline and her dad and you know, they fondly look at her cheerleading trophies. And uh, Bill does say one thing that I thought was really funny, where Caroline's like, I was afraid to join the squad, but you talked me into it. And he's like, yeah, you had nothing to be afraid of. You're so much better than all those other girls. <laughs> I, I like the idea of like super coach Bill, who's like the guy who's like yelling uh, to, for the cheerleaders on the sidelines. <laughs> and it's like, our football team is shit, but like our cheer squad's great. Like... <laughs> That Tyler Lockwood can't catch for shit. (laughs) Like, my girl, Caroline, she's the real athlete out there. (laughs) I I, I like uh, Caroline having that kind of a dad. Like, that feels like something real. That's probably one of my... That's my favorite moment of him. It feels kind of textured in that way. That, like, yeah, that makes sense. And Mm. that's what I want. Too late. Very, quite, quite late. Uh, so, you know, he's feeling tired. She offers to call his ex-boyfriend, um, Stephen, uh, who Jill was surprised to learn his name. Horrible name choice. Oh, my God. And Bill's like, no, we haven't spoken in a while. Just call him when it's over and the dust is settled. I love to tell my daughter to call my ex-boyfriend and tell him I died uh, whenever she <laughs> thinks is appropriate. Uh, and Caroline's like, look... I just, like, I know you made your choice, but you could change your mind. She's like, you're really strong. You can handle being a vampire. And he's like, no, my strengths and my beliefs. Becoming a vampire is wrong. You know, you're not supposed to cheat death. Please respect what I believe. And Caroline gets really upset. And she's like, how can you hate who I am this much? And he goes, no, I don't hate you. I love you. You're str-. And, and I said, oh, this is when I said that I should have said this instead. So pretend that I just said this to Caroline. 
oh, no, 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 sweetheart. I don't hate you. I love you. You're strong. You're beautiful. You're good. And even after everything that's happened to you, you're exactly who your mother and I hoped you'd grow up to be. <laughs> I can't change. Even if I try. <laughs> Uh, so, um, Caroline, you know, begs him to stay and not to leave, but he just hugs her and is like, look, parents aren't supposed to outlive their children. It's fine. And he kisses the top of her head as she cries and Liz is there and she's crying. He says, this is life. This is what it means to be human. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) This is some life itself BS. We're laying it on a bit thick. Might have been <laughs> ill-advised. <laughs> Morgan, you've seen the feature film Life Itself, right? Oh, uh, I've found a lot in my life that the most uh, unreliable narrator is Life Itself. So if I tell <laughs> you that, can you even believe it? That <laughs> I've seen it? <laughs> God, what, what an awful movie that hates women so much. That movie hates women. Still, <laughs> so have you seen it? No. Chill. Life oh. itself is one of the. Michael and I went to see it at, uh, like, at the Grove back when we had a pass to go for free, and it ruled. We were like losing our minds. It was. I miss when I could. Oh, guys, remember movie theaters? They ruled. I loved them. <laughs> remember the world? The same theater where I saw me before you. <laughs> um. So then we're back at Klaus's. Uh, and Stefan's like, go on, kill me. I know you'll do it when he brings the coffin. <laughs> and uh, Klaus like pulls Stefan out of the fireplace, almost out of spite, it would seem. And Klaus is like, what the fuck? Like, you're boring now. Where's your fight? Like, where's the ripper? Where's the ripper? The ripper. And uh, they get into a little shove fight. And then uh, Elijah and Damon uh, come back, and uh, they've got another gal with them who has a tray. And class is like, Elijah, what's going on? And Elijah's like, where are your manners? We forgot dessert. And then they take a little sheet (laughs) off the tray, and there are two daggers in it. And I'm like, you guys are so fucking extra. (laughs) (laughs) And Klaus is like, wait, what the fuck? What have you done? And Elijah's like, what have you fucking done? Like, I don't (laughs) trust you. And then he's like, we're doing this on my terms now. Boom. Cole walks in. (laughs) He says, long time, brother. Okay. Klaus (laughs) is like, fuck, I don't like this. Then Finn shows up and he grabs a dagger and stabs Klaus through the hand. He's got long hair and a leather outfit and he rules. (laughs) Yeah, it's truly the peak of Finn. He stabs him through the hand. It's awesome. Absolute peak. He's like, Finn, no. He runs away, runs right into Rebecca, who stabs him again and says, this is for our mother. And then she pulls out the dagger. Klaus falls into Cole's arms and Cole holds him down. And Elijah looks at David and Stefan and says, you're free to go. This is family business. And it rules. And Julie Puck's like, I need to make a spinoff. <laughs> and my jaw was on the floor. <laughs> it like, I, we have said some less than charitable things about this episode, but dang if this scene isn't the coolest thing in the world. It was it fucking so rules. cool. I was not expecting that. Like, that's the thing. 
it rules. They do it way before you think they're going to do it. It is exciting. Mm -hmm. It is fun. That's the thing about the Vampire Diaries. Because of the speed it moves at, even if a plotline once in a while doesn't work for you or once in a while, you know, do hit at the same time that might not be your favorite, something new and exciting is always about to happen. And mm-hmm. here it is. And it fucking rolls. I'm just pulling this out of my ass. I can't remember right now. But I feel like these two episodes were pretty much like the impetus for, let's have an original spinoff, shall we? They fucking it should be. Like, the, it's so exciting. Yeah. So then we go on over to the Forbes. Bill's dead. Everyone's crying. It's not fun. Uh, we go to the Gilberts. Elena is sitting vigil next to Alaric's corpse, waiting for him to wake up. And uh, Matt uh, is also there. And uh, like Elena's like, Caroline called. Her dad's dead. Can you just stay with me until he wakes up? And Matt's like, of course I will. And Elena says, I can't lose any more family. And she starts crying and Matt holds her. Like, that would also be an interesting thing, too. The idea that, like, both of these girls are kind of, like, standing vigil over these, like, uncomfortable father figures. And one of them's going to die and one of them's going to live. But they don't really juxtapose that either. But that would be something you could play with. Um, I don't know. I love... Uh, I love uh, Elena so much. <laughs> she's great. Elena's cool and not annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's our friend. <laughs> our friend, Elena Gilbert. <laughs> uh, so then we have a, a Stefan and Damon scene in the woods, and Stefan admits that Damon was right. Undaggering Elijah was smart. And Damon's like, whoa, you're, go- you're getting soft saying a nice <laughs> thing about me. <laughs> Uh, and, um, you know, Stefan's like, oh, should I not thank you for saving me from Klaus? And Damon's like, you don't get to thank me until I pay you back for all the times you've saved me. And I'm like, guys, just kiss already. Um, <laughs> uh, Stefan's like, if you'd left me there, Klaus would have killed me and you could have had Elena all to yourself. And, uh, Damon's phone vibrates. It's Elena calling and he fucking ignores her and says, I didn't do it on your account. Stefan admits that he loves elena and david says so do i and then they just part ways yeah so Stefan admits he loves elena confirming just officially because mm-hmm. it kind of seemed before a little bit before this too his humanity is on he's mm-hmm. just being a little, a little piss baby on purpose he's pulling a, a season one demo if you will yes <laughs> and uh, as we move on demo doesn't just tell elena hey <laughs> Stefan's panties on because obviously that would just put him way further behind. <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest, like as soon, as soon as like Elena has confirmation, she's like going for it, and that's basically what happens at the end of the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely well. No, hey, look, we tease Demo a lot for being a dummy, but this is a smart move in the game, not uh, not tipping his hand there. Yeah, it'd be over for him, honestly, if he just told Elena immediately. <laughs> Oh, God. Elena. (laughs) Look, do you, girl? Uh, So, speaking of Elena, she's on the phone with Lizzie, and Lizzie's like, I looked into it. Meredith Fell was called into surgery like six hours ago. She's been in there ever since, meaning she has an alibi. She could not have killed Alaric. And Elena's like, well, fuck, then who is it? And Lizzie's like, I don't fucking know, but this is crazy. Like, this is the third member of the Founders Council, and we don't have anyone we think it is. And then Alaric wakes up and starts coughing, and Elena hangs up, and uh, 
they hold hands and it's really sweet. Aww. I drew a heart in my notes. They're family. <laughs> um, it matters uh, to me that they are family. <laughs> I like. Uh, so then uh, back in the cave, we've got uh, Stefan and Damon there and they're like, well, let's hope they got that coffin open. <laughs> Yeah, and Stefan's genuinely worried about Bonnie, by the way, which he just, like, gave up pretending he, he had his humanity off. Thank goodness, because, yeah, they find her, like, on the ground unconscious, and he's like, fuck, ah! Like, still breathing. Damien confirms that Abby is still breathing, but the coffin is now open, and whatever was in it was gone, so no more leverage. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Uh, so then we're at Klaus's mansion. Rebecca does like Klaus's decorating decorating aesthetic, but she does throw a vase into a painting. So I don't know if she's telling the truth. <laughs> um, and Klaus just yells, I wanted it to be for all of us, a place we could all call home, a place we could all be a family. And I'm like, bitch. He's <laughs> that peak bitch boy Klaus right now. <laughs> He's the peak. Nobody loves me. I do this for us. Ugh. Peak, I wanted to make it nice. It's. You didn't do a good job. <laughs> you stabbed all of them and left them in suspended animation for years, for decades, for centuries at a time. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like, dude, there was never going to be a right time for you to dagger them because, like, you daggered them. <laughs> What kind of people would they be if they were fine with that? <laughs> you robbed them of time on the earth. It's crazy. Uh, so you robbed Finn of 900 years. <laughs> to be fair, did Finn want him? Uh, <laughs> so Elijah's like, well, um, none of us will be alone again, I guess. And Finn's like, you're staying behind. Or Rebecca's like, no, we're leaving you, Nick. She's like, I'm going to kill the fucking doppelganger. And then you'll <laughs> always be alone. And Klaus starts yelling at them. He's like, if you run, I'm going to hunt you all down. And Elijah's like, uh -huh. great. So you want to become our dad? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Klaus cries more. And Klaus cries more and starts screaming that he's the hybrid and he can't be killed. And he's nothing to fear. <laughs> <laughs> and Elijah's like, look, you'll have something to fear when you, we have that fucking coffin and whatever's in it. And then door opens. Everyone turns around. Boom. Esther's in. She's their mom. Klaus starts sobbing. <laughs> Klaus is losing his shit. Um, he is. Uh, Joseph Morgan's very good in the yeah. I think in the scene. Like once Esther shows up, I really like how afraid he is of seeing her and how much of a kid he is again yeah. in front of her. I, I have. Uh, yeah, Joseph Morgan is great here in my notes. Yeah, and he's and she's like, "Do you know why I'm here?" And he's like, "You're gonna kill me." And she goes, "No, I'm going." To forgive you. <laughs> We're a family again. Titles. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah, everyone's reaction is pretty great, honestly. Uh, kind of rules. <laughs> it does. It's just... I mean, Esther kind of sucks. Yeah, I know. I, I, mean, I she, want her to be better than she is. <laughs> she's a different vibe than Michael. and like. But I guess I understand why Michael's not like the big bad, because his motivation is like not deep. He uh, hates Klaus. Yep. And that's it. He's, yep. a, he's a bad dad. And that's <laughs> it. That's his motivation. He's just a, an abusive piece of shit. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, uh, you, we, you can build villainous uh, arcs on less, but um, I don't know. Yeah. It, 
I wish she had more of a, a distinct vibe. Um, she feels a little like kind of basic English magic lady. Yeah. Although I guess in, I, it gets possibly more interesting once we know a little bit more mm-hmm. what was going on. Yeah, but right now it's just kind of like, well, she wants to kill her kids. What a we had another terrible parent on this show. <laughs> um, shall we move on to? Uh, Lesla's hostel room. How you say? <laughs> Dangerous liaisons. How you spell? Dangerously. <laughs> I do not know. Don't ask me. Because <laughs> I don't know how to do shit. <laughs> Wait, oh my god, I'm seeing how liaisons is spelled and I'm shocked by it. L I A I? What the fuck? <laughs> All right. You need this. I just feel like the second I is unnecessary. <laughs> you can figure out what you're saying with one eye. <laughs> it's strange. <laughs> French. <laughs> uh, shall we liaise? Yes. Let's I liaise. do want to say I'm so sorry for whoever is going to edit this because I just fell off my bed. <laughs> <laughs> So you'll probably hear me falling off my bed and then immediately muting myself. <laughs> oh, I hope it's me. Are you okay? I'm good. What happened? I I don't know. I guess I just leaned the wrong way. <laughs> I'm a dumbass. Anyways, I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> Uh, Amazing. I am not oh a fully functioning human. Anyways, let's continue. Uh, let's liaise. <laughs> I feel like we should keep that in. I feel like the, the ampies need to know that you fell off the bed. <laughs> ampies, uh, Jill's safe. <laughs> I am okay. No broken bones. <laughs> Just bruised morale. <laughs> This is crazy because now I feel like I'm a psychic because my first bullet point in this episode is Jill's gonna die. (laughs) Jesus. So in a way, I'm very worried about like a final destination situation. Oh no. A movie I also recently watched and thought was fine. Was that your first time viewing? Yeah, I was like, Sean William Scott's good in this. Are you going to watch the entire series? I think we will. Michael and I like to watch like uh, horror franchises. It's uh, It's been our new thing we've started doing lately, and it is really fun. <laughs> we did watch all of the Resident Evil movies, and it ruled. <laughs> wow. Um, anyways, liaison. <laughs> uh, we're in Mystic Falls High School. Uh, so no, Mystic Falls Hospital. Jeez, yeah, we're on the right. What are you talking about? Look, we're in Mystic Falls Hospital. Uh, I said it right, as I said correctly the first time. In uh, Bros Before Hose, I thought they were in, in school for a second. Caroline and Elena. It's like no, they were in the grill. <laughs> uh, Matt and Elena are walking, and they are also uh, being filmed from a spooky POV. Yeah, what was happening uh, in these episodes? That they're like, we're going to use this perspective now. You don't, you know, Alfred Hitchcock directed these episodes of The Vampire Diaries. He was a big Vampy D's fan. Um, he would have loved The Vampire Diaries. <laughs> I can tell you quite confidently. 
because I took a Hitchcock class in college. So <laughs> just to learn that he would have liked the vampire diary. Uh, you have to get the proof that he would have liked it. <laughs> but I have it. So, uh, but don't ask me for it. <laughs> Uh, so they're like, how's, how's Alaric? And Elena's like, eh, he has to spend the night here in observation and I have to go change the lock on the house. Yeah. Uh, so Elena's like, look, I was talking to Bonnie. She and her mom are fine. What's the deal with Caroline? Matt's like, she's holding it together. Consider it, which is like pretty impressive considering how close she and her dad used to be. Um, any word <laughs> on who's behind these attacks? <laughs> and Elena's like, no, no suspects. <laughs> I'm just saying... Matt is looking very good in this scene, but also very suspicious. Because <laughs> he looks so handsome? <laughs> yeah. I was like, cheekbones. And then I'm also like, but why are you asking so many questions, Matthew? <laughs> no, why, are you, why are you soliciting so much exposition, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe Matt's a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> no. He's good. He's a good boy. Uh, Elena's like, how are you doing with all this? You kind of keep getting dragged into this. And remember how a long time ago you were like, I refuse to be involved in this. <laughs> Matt's like, I don't know. I'm kind of lucky. Like, the only thing I got to worry about is showing up for my shift at the grill tomorrow. And I'm like, I don't know, Matt. You do not have it that great. Your life seems very hard. Hope your hand doesn't break. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, and Elena's like, well, thank you for everything. Goodbye with no prank element. And then she gets in her car and she hits something as she's backing up. It's fucking Rebecca. She opened her opening line is drive much. <laughs> but uh, it's another spooky scene because like she hit something or does she? Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's a uh, all the spooks right now. Yeah, and Rebecca had that quip locked and loaded. Uh, and Elena's like, oh shit! Imagine her practicing it in the mirror. Drive much? I'm going to drive much. Oh, yes. Uh, I love Rebecca so much. Uh, she's just like, hey, remember when you fucking like stabbed me through the back? Uh, not cool. And uh, she's going to like give Elena a big old chomp. But Elijah saves her life because he's a gentleman and a hero. <laughs> and uh, he's like, leave Rebecca and Rebecca does not immediately so Elijah's like are you challenging me and then she's like Damn. you're pathetic bye and runs away uh, yet again the men in Rebecca's life fail her yeah but then this is where Elijah says well I do believe we have a little catching up to do and this is where I would like her to be like okay so I kiss Damon <laughs> and to be like what <laughs> Uh, yes. these are my dreams uh, so then we go to the Gilberts and at the next morning it is Elena, Stefan and Damon they're hanging out in the kitchen and Elena's like wait what the fuck their mom was in the coffin <laughs> and uh, they're like yeah <laughs> Uh, and Damon's like, how the fuck is she even alive? Like, didn't Klaus rip her heart out? And she's like, I don't fucking know. Like, I'm guessing she has a couple connections in the witching community. God, the witching community. Yeah, and she's like, but apparently she wants to live in peace with the whole family, including Klaus. And they're like, well, that kind of sucks, given that she was, you know, we thought whatever that wasn't going to be in that coffin would be the weapon that would help us kill Klaus. I mean... Uh, yeah. yeah, they are kind of ignoring, like, basically everything about, you know, what she was doing on the other side with the ghosts and stuff, because she was definitely planning something, and it wasn't good. Yeah, I don't know why we're not uh, concerned about that. Well, maybe if Jeremy were here, he'd bring that up. 
He's in Denver. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Elena's like, look, Elijah promised me that the family wouldn't hurt any of us. So we're all good. <laughs> and then the doorbell rings. And Elena answers the door, and there's nothing there but a very fancy invitation with her name on it in calligraphy. And uh, it says, please join the Michelson family this evening at 7 o'clock for dancing, cocktails, and celebration. Oh, boy. Uh, And this is where we finally get, like, the Michelson reveal, which is fun. So happy. Yes. And uh, Damon's like, what the fuck? It's not enough that they're moving in here. Now they want a housewarming gift. (laughs) Which I love that Damon is annoyed by that. (laughs) Like, Damon had to go to Crate and Barrel and, like, buy a chip and dip or something. And it's like, I fucking, (laughs) I am, look, I wasn't raised by wolves. I'm obviously going to get them something, but I don't like it. (laughs) And that is a scene I would like to see. Yeah. I think Damon's upset. They're no longer the richest family in town. (laughs) Uh, So Elena turns the card over and there is a special note for her uh, from Esther that says, I think it's time that we finally meet Ominous. (laughs) Uh, So then over at Original's house, uh, we have a scene with the whole gang. Um, and, uh, Cole's like, Rebecca, tell me how handsome I am. And she's like, oh, you know, I can't be compelled. Zing. Got him. <laughs> Friggin' got him. <laughs> Finn's got a haircut now, and I, I miss, I miss the Finn of old. <laughs> the Finn of 30 seconds. Uh, that's it. What could have been. R.I.P. <laughs> Uh, so Klaus is like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Rebecca? You win after Elena? Do you want another dagger in your heart? And Cole's like, do you have any other threats? Which is a pretty good point. (laughs) And uh, Klaus tells him to go back to staring at himself. Uh, And then they have like a fight about, you're in my house, let's go outside. And I'm like, enough, boys. Uh, and to be fair, Esther comes in and says the same fucking thing. <laughs> she uh, summons Klaus into her room and they kind of have this talk where like he is immediately like a petulant little boy. And he's like, Rebecca wasn't even out of her box a day. And she's trying to ruin my life. <laughs> God, he's such a baby. Yeah. And to which let's give Esther some points here. She's like, you daggered all of them. Like, what the fuck would you expect? <laughs> And Klaus is still pouting. He's like, so it's a crime. Do you know, wish our family was back to the way it was? <laughs> and she's like, what if you gave it one minute? Like, I've had a thousand years on the other side to be angry and to heal. And I'm here to make sure that the whole family can do the same thing. And then Klaus makes an incredibly good point, which is, how do you forgive me? Like, I murdered you. <laughs> Uh, And Esther's like, look, it's been my dream for a thousand years that our family could be as one again. She says, forgiveness is not a chore. It's a gift. She goes, so who are you bringing to the ball this evening? And he like makes a little sheepish face because he's a little kid. But also, I guess, I mean, she's not lying that she forgave him. Like she she wants to kill him all not because of what Klaus did, but like just in general because they're abominations and they must be killed. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, she forgave him. Uh, but Klaus, I do like Klaus here with like how cute he is about like his mom asking if he's gonna have a date. I don't like girls. He's like, don't be ridiculous. You're lucky I'm even going. And that's why I said he is the Jeremy of the Michelson family. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that kills me. <laughs> oh my god, Klaus, go to Denver. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sending Klaus to Denver. Uh, so Esther is like, look, I wish you'd reconsider. It's going to be a magical evening. And I'm like, okay, so prank elements. <laughs> when a witch says something's going to be magical, you know something's going down. <laughs> um, uh, I... This I realized I skipped a very important bullet point in my notes, which was someone exclamation point give exclamation point Matt exclamation point uh exclamation point smooch exclamation point, which I feel like is important for me to uh, throw in there. Matt deserved a little smooch this episode, and I'm sorry to tell you he did not get one. <laughs> so close. Oh, uh, so then. Over at the Gilberts, uh, we're still uh, with our trio. And Elaine is like, well, if Esther wants to talk to me, shouldn't I figure out why? This is definitely one of their fights that I could not track. Um, I did not know what everyone's agenda was here in this scene. And I'm sorry. I just looked at the three of them being very pretty. It's like, well, that's a dumb idea. She already tried to kill you once. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, oh, yeah, because like- uh, Vicky is mm-hmm. the, yeah. Yeah, like they're like Damon's kind of like, hey, Stefan, can't you like care about if Elena lives or dies again? And Stefan's like, why? That's your job now. Uh, and of course, Damon could have said, hey, you have your humanity, but uh, don't want to ruin that good thing with Elena Lee. Yeah. Yep, very smart, very smart. And uh, Stefan's like, like they're they're kind of like arguing over who gets to be their her date. And Stefan's like, I'll go. And Damon's like, no, you've made all of the originals mad. I am going. And he like takes Elena's invite. And it's not even that he's going to go with her. He's just going to go by himself. <laughs> Damon is going to get to go to the party. <laughs> Damon, I don't think you were invited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so then we're with Caroline and uh, she has gotten a voicemail. It is from Tyler. And I hate it. <laughs> No. I mean, I know that in the, in the chat, this is what we were saying this like early on uh, in the show. Like Tyler just disappears; he just like leaves town, and that happens. And I still couldn't tell you why. Yeah, it just kind of like sucks. And I mean, it's weird. I, I don't know. I don't know why they do it. Like I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I understand. Like actor contract so like of course he's not gonna be in every episode but it's specifically the way he's always like just leaving town is how they they do that for the character it's weird yeah which which means i feel like i guess i have to decide that it's like a writing choice like i I just don't like because it's not trevino's fault that like he's always having to play like this love with caroline but he's so often not there when she needs him because of him constantly being gone and it it just kind of poisons the entire relationship for me in my mm-hmm. opinion like I, she he just get, leaves this voicemail that says hey it's me i know i should have called sooner but um i just uh, heard about your dad and i'm really sorry but i'm out doing what he said and i'm gonna fix myself so i can come home i love you and um that's nice ish but like shouldn't you be like i shouldn't be leaving a voicemail like you should you should either come or you should like this should be a phone call at least you know like it just sucks yeah Yeah, she's been calling him apparently so like answer her calls yeah jill what did you think i don't Um, mean to rain on the uh tyler caroline parade no 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 um i love tyler with all my heart um (laughs) but this is fucked up (laughs) it i just yeah it's 
I don't know if I would classify it as character assassination, but it kind of feels like it <laughs> to me. <laughs> Just that, like, mm-hmm. like you said, this is obviously a moment where Caroline needed him and he's just like not there again and there's not really a good reason for it so it's kind of like why did you why is it written this way um mm-hmm. it's just kind of yeah, disappointing it just feels like we don't understand like they're acting as if it's not his choice whether he comes back or not yeah and that's not true <laughs> yeah yeah uh but Let's see, maybe when Tyler comes back, I'll feel differently about it if they, yeah. like, backfill. Because, again, I can't remember. So, who knows? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know why we're dwelling on this. Uh, Klaus is there. Like, he's clearly there for Caroline, and that's all that matters, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of, there's a knock at the door, and suddenly there's a big old present for her. Uh, and it is a invitation to the ball, just like Elena's. And in the back, it says, save me a dance. Fondly. Klaus. <laughs> Fondly. Not a usual sign-off oh. that you see. And she's like, oh, <laughs> seriously? And then she opens the box and sees that he got her a, like, very ornate dress. And she's like, shit. <laughs> Uh, Jill, you did not like the look of this dress. Did you like it better when it was on, no. or were you not? <laughs> really? Fair enough. I hated all of the dresses in this episode. <laughs> I Damn. Don't disagree. It was not. It, and it I, honestly felt like my high school prom. Everyone was wearing like bedazzled dresses, and I'm like, oh, good. I mean, they are teenagers. Yeah. I kind of like that the authenticity of that, but also I don't think it's what they were going for, so it feels weird. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, we'll talk more about the dresses when we get to the ball, but uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> um I, ponies. who knows what he what his taste is yeah you should see him paint that dress jill it's gonna be great in a painting good god <laughs> uh so then we go to the grill and we have this elena and caroline scene that i love and elena's like oh, yeah, that's the one i so- thought that was them is that the one i thought was them in class but no it was them in the grill it might have been yeah and elena's like this is so fucking weird like they're throwing a ball and caroline says it's some twisted cinderella fetish is what it is (laughs) and i screamed um and wrote twisted in my notes in all caps um i'm so i love caroline so much i don't know how to live uh and caroline's (laughs) like why does the evil witch want an audience with you anyway Jesus. And again, I'm screaming. Um, and Elena's like, I don't fucking know, but there's only one way to find out. And Caroline's like, oh, I thought that you're not going. And she's like, yeah, I mean, I did tell Stefan and Damon I wasn't going, but I'm going because <laughs> I want to die. She wants the D. <laughs> Give her the D. <laughs> Uh, she and she says i need a drama free bodyguard and she's kind of implying that caroline should be her date guys go as a date and also date kiss 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 kiss. so caroline's like well don't you think a salvatore would look better in a tux and i'm like no caroline can wear a tux it would be like caroline wore a tux oh my god caroline (laughs) pulling like a betty gilpin and glow and wearing that tux how quickly we have betrayed uh, the Vampire Diaries and its intents for characters. We're like, this is what we want. Yeah, I'm like, what if gay? Um, uh, to be fair, though, what if gay? Um, so um, uh, Caroline's like, look, a Salvatore would look better in a tux. And by that, I mean Stefan. So she is team Stefan. 
I wonder why. Let's not say it at all. Winky, winky. Uh, so Elena's like, look, I can't deal with either of the Sal- Salvatores right now. Whatever Stefan is feeling, he's channeling all of it against Klaus. And Damon is just not a good idea. <laughs> and Caroline's like, oh, why? Because uh, you guys made out? Bonnie told me. <laughs> and Elena gives this like excuse about how she was going to tell Caroline. But uh-huh. like everything that happened with her dad. And it's like, you guys kissed like many episodes before. <laughs> yeah. And Caroline reminds her, he's like, when you kissed Matt for the first time freshman year, you called me the second it happened. Like, this is fucked up. And uh, Elena's like, look, I'm sorry. I just don't know how to feel about it. All I know is that things used to be a lot easier. Uh, I mean, I'm going to complain about this a lot, obviously. But you know what would have been an easy fix for this for why she didn't tell Caroline? Hmm. Because she remembered what all the things Damon did to Caroline. Yeah. We can't address that, can we? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, again, like, there's animosity between, like, like, if she was just like, I honestly don't know how you feel about him. And I didn't want it to hurt you in any way because I know you guys have a really bad history. And this is where Caroline could have been like, yes, um, I agree. And she could have said something that could have been like, that feels like it happened to a different person. Like, which, I mean, I still wouldn't find to be a good excuse, but at least could be the show addressing a new status quo. I don't know. Just this is hard like you can't uh not address this but they they don't so i guess you can uh so rebecca shows up and she's like careful caroline it's all good until she stabs you in the back and elena's like what the fuck elena she has a right to be upset with you rebecca you have a right to kiss caroline yes the right um to remain cute uh so rebecca's like get over yourself it's not all about you and then she walks over to matt and invites him to the ball yes and carolyn's like what the fuck Uh, why is she doing this and elena's like probably to bother us and then carolyn goes what time is the stupid dance and i write a bunch of hearts in my notebook because it's incredible yes um i'm I love, I am in love. I love my, my Caroline. Uh, so let me go to Klaus's. The party is afoot and we have a Damon and Carol Lockwood scene and it's really fun. It's two messy bitches who love drama. <laughs> I, I really do appreciate how much Carol is just over everything about Damon. It is so funny. He's like trying to like rag on her for like siding with the originals. And she's like, I'm the fucking mayor. The oldest, deadliest family of vampires moves into your town. You welcome them. Carol Lockwood is a smart woman. She's fucking great. She's like, I'm trying to protect the town. They assured me they want peace. And I've assured them I'd enforce it. So what the fuck else am I supposed to do? So then Cole shows up and uh, meets Mayor Lockwood and he, you know, says, I hope your lovely town embraces us just as much as we plan to embrace it. Uh, Cole and Damon meet and uh, Damon's like, have we met? And Cole's like, no, I meet a lot of people and you don't really stand out. And he like walks away. Boom. Uh, in my transcript, I need to say, I need to read this full sentence. Cole walks away, period. Damon sees Elena enter wearing an exquisite dress, oh. period. <laughs> he stares at her. Mm. Um, she, like, opens double doors, and there's a really, really loud needle drop. <laughs> and I did scream, so um, it was effective. 
Does Michael worry about you with all the screaming that you're doing? I think he was not home yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but I did scream uh, quite loud. Um, it's I just like I don't think it's a horrible dress, but I don't think it's great. <laughs> she could have done better. She could have done way better, <laughs> way better. <laughs> it's not like Elijah gave her a dress like Klaus gave Caroline one. He did. Mm-hmm. No, I'm saying it's not like that. Yeah. God, I wish he did. Oh, oh God, Elijah would have picked out such a beautiful dress, guys. He would have. Agree. Uh, I'd love to see. I'd love to see Nina in like a one shoulder. That'd be nice, right? Ooh, yeah. She can do it. Anyways, I, I love her. Uh, she comes <laughs> in. She's wearing black gloves. It's like a brown dress. <laughs> um, it's got a bunch of sequins on it. Uh, it's poofy. Uh, David is like enchanted and he's like losing it which i also screamed about that because he's like dazed by how hot she is which is pretty great uh and elaine is like hey what are you doing here because also stefan is here and stefan's like i could say the same fucking thing and then they're they just all look at each other like they're like surprise surprise none of us listened to each other (laughs) we're a but we're all a bunch of loose cannons who could have anticipated this God, there's some dummies. Like, Anyone who's ever met you. <laughs> uh, so they all link arms and walk into the party, and I again scream because their throuple energy is through the roof. Um, I'm obsessed. Uh, then Caroline uh, is at home and she is looking for something to wear, and she is. Um, I love this so much. I think it's so funny. It's why I kind of think the Klaus and Caroline thing works a little bit because I love her like looking for a dress and not having anything else for a formal occasion but the thing Klaus got her, and she's like, "Fucking fine. Like I will wear the nice dress that the crazy man sent me because I have to wear <laughs> something to the ball, and I'm not." gonna wear something shitty so fine um i love her uh so caroline enters in her blue dress which i do like the like silver corsety thing and stuff like i think it's it's fine i think it's the best of of the dresses at the um event which i guess we can get into now so there's that there's elena's brown dress there's um like, is Esther also wearing like a champagne colored something? I can't remember it at all. I remember it being green. I don't, <laughs> I don't and remember. Rebecca's in that like off the shoulder green number that I also think is like pretty unremarkable. Mm-hmm. Like I like her homecoming dress a million times better. Yeah, I do think her yeah. dress is the best of them all, mm. all right. in this. Um, just, I well, hate Joya, the dazzle dresses. Favorite- <laughs> uh, I don't know, honestly. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, I was just thinking about how handsome Elijah was in his eye contact. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get into it. Um, so uh, Caroline enters. Klaus immediately spots her and makes a beeline for her. And he's like, hey, good evening. And is like ready to charm her. And Caroline just says, I need a drink and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> she blows him off. It just—it's so funny. Like she's just in this like incredibly like weird storybook romance that, if you actually think about it, is kind of creepy. And she is just behaving appropriately. <laughs> I think that if that was actually the story they were telling, I would kind of love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I like the pieces of it that are that. And and I, I enjoy even like there being something there, but something she's like, no, like I'm not. I, if If I may early spoil my take on them. I think they are oddly a couple that is, in the words of Damon Salvatore, like, right, but not right now. Like, I don't begrudge Caroline a vampire relationship with, like, someone who's really good at being a vampire in certain Uh, ways. Like, I, you know. Begrudge it, especially because he made Tyler bite her. Yeah. That happened. And now he's like, like, then he tries to be the knight in shining armor, like, dude, you did that. Oh, yeah. Um, that is fair. And I didn't even think about it, but only because everyone in the show is constantly trying to kill each other all the time. <laughs> but uh, that is a pretty fair yeah, point. Literally, their introduction, mm-hmm. he felt like he's obsessed with her, is him using her as a chess move. Yeah, the accelerated nature of it is a little rough. Uh, Jill, how did they work for you in this up? Were you feeling it? Yeah. Um <laughs> I like them a lot. Uh, I get why you wouldn't. Um, Mm -hmm. I do want to say something that may be problematic on my part. Um, I doubt it. Yeah. People love love Claroline, Jill. I'm in the minority. Yeah, you won't be in trouble. Um, I'll be in trouble. It's not necessarily about – I guess it's kind of about them. I just like – I when I see or read – um, any type of supernatural or fantasy-like romance, the mm-hmm. morals of the characters don't really matter to me. <laughs> um, I don't think that's entirely... I don't think that's bad. Okay. Um, I think it's also established, Jill. <laughs> yeah. So, like, especially since enemies to lovers is my trope, um, I love it <laughs> when people are terrible and fall in love. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so this, this really works for me. <laughs> Even though it is um, rushed. <laughs> look, Enemies to Lovers is hot. And as we have discussed previously, The Vampire Diaries definitely operates under its own sense of morality. I'm, I often root for uh, Damon and Elena to kiss and Damon killed Jeremy. <laughs> we can never ignore... He killed Jeremy. <laughs> I don't even Ian brings that up all the time too, honestly. It is it's like the most crazy thing. Like cuz I guess cuz that's the one that they all acknowledge and agree that Elena like got over and I'm like no. Like you get over that when you are people with a certain degree of magic and murder in your life and you're on a TV show, for sure. But like yeah, that I think different morals and stakes apply here and i i guess my my thing with klaus and caroline is less about like him being a bad person and is more about like i think the pacing of the way their like connection uh is established is really weird yeah i i would agree like, with that too i even brought that up in like um a future scene i don't know when that comes in um oh yeah but even i was like oh well, where is this coming from <laughs> I mean, I understand falling in love with Caroline immediately. We all have done it. Oh, yeah. yeah. In this practice, in in this way, just like, I don't get it. I mean, even like in that scene when he's like, oh, I like you, I would even accept just, I'm intrigued by you because that makes more sense. Yeah. 
I think it's kind of just like, yeah, like I have a crush on you. Yeah. Huh. Uh, Which I think is kind of what he says here. We'll we'll get we'll into get it. There. Maybe we yeah. should table it and talk about the scenes in the scenes. I'm sorry to uh, preload our Claroline talk. That was totally my fault. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we have a we have a little Finn and Elena scene. <laughs> Watch the fireworks fly. <laughs> um, Elena's gonna salvage our boys. Who? Um, <laughs> oh yes. Uh, Felina is my show. <laughs> Lena. Uh, so um, Finn's like, hey, I'm Finn. Uh, you're here to see my mom? And Elena's like, yeah, where is she? And Finn's like, she did not ask you to bring your friends. <laughs> and she's like, look, they're protecting me. Your mom's already tried to kill me once. So get off my fucking back. And Finn's like, look, if you want to see my mommy, you need to be alone. <laughs> Uh, then Elijah uh, is standing on a grand staircase and makes a big announcement and thanks everyone for joining um, and is like, whenever my mom brings our family together like this, it's tradition for us to commence the evening with a dance. At this point, I am losing my mind. Um, and uh, tonight's dance is a centuries old waltz. <laughs> Get it? Old. So everybody has to find themselves a partner uh, and uh, join us in the ballroom. <laughs> I'm yelling, I'm yelling, I'm screaming. I feel like I honestly forgot the scene and then it happened and I was like, I love everything that's happening. This scene's incredible. Um, uh, Damon and Elena uh, decide that they will be partners. Uh, and um, Damon's like, why the fuck are you here? Like, this is fucked. Um, you're supposed to tell me before you walk into the lion's den. And Elena says, why? So you can stop me? And Damon says, Yes! <laughs> She wants the D. <laughs> and but then he says, it'd be rude not to dance. And Elena does take his hand and she says, Well, it is tradition. <laughs> uh, and Stefan like watches them go out on the floor together and he says, You look and David says, You look stunning, if that isn't obvious. And I my heart stopped. <laughs> uh how did you guys feel about that? I loved it. Are I love stunning. Yeah, I was gonna say it's Jill alive. <laughs> Yeah, no, this, I loved every moment of this scene. Um, but I also just think that stunning is such a, a good compliment. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, because, like, he was very stunned by her. Like, yeah. she burst through those double doors with the music playing, and he was like, fuck! <laughs> it rolled. <laughs> Uh, so then we're with Klaus and Caroline and uh, he's like I'm glad you came and she's like yeah well it was either caviar or sympathy casseroles (laughs) and he uh, tries to say like I heard about your dad and I'm sorry and she's like don't fucking talk to me about my dad (laughs) so he's like cool Um, how about we talk about how good you look in this dress and she's like well I didn't have time to shop (laughs) (laughs) And then Klaus totally uh, gets her because he's like, and that bracelet I gave you, what's your excuse for wearing that? <laughs> and I yelled and he's like, you know, you're a pretty good dancer. And she's like, well, I happen to be Miss Mystic Falls. <laughs> and he goes, I know. And at this point, I was like, all right, maybe I'm in. That was a great scene. I'm like, why are you creeping? <laughs> I love it. He, he's not allowed to Facebook stalk his crush and know that she's Miss Mystic Falls. Yeah, seriously. Who is he talking to about her being Miss Mystic Falls? I want to know. <laughs> oh, Re- Rebecca 100% told him. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah. 
And Rebecca was like, she is fucking everything. She's Miss Mystic Falls. And it's so fucked up. Like, I just want to be popular. Yeah, in, in Rebecca's mind, Caroline's the protagonist of the story. <laughs> uh, which is why I uh, like Rebecca's mind. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's my beautiful wife. Um, so, uh, yeah, this scene uh, got me. Th- this is the kind of, like... Just the idea that, like, he's like, hey, I'm kind of just going to go for it. I like you. Like, if she was into it, that'd be cool. And since she ultimately ends up being not, it'd be cool if um, it went away. But, um, you know, at the end of this episode, at least. But uh, we'll see how it develops. Uh, so then uh, Elaine and Damon are dancing together. And then he, like, it's one of those dances where you switch partners a bunch. So he twirls her around and then suddenly she's in Stefan's arms, which rules. Oh, boy. Um, they kind of did that at the 70s decade dance, too, which I think, like, in reverse, like, Stefan twirled her into Damon. Um, you guys, I was, again, uh, losing my mind. Um, Do you want to talk about what song is playing as this is happening, by the oh, way? Oh, yeah. Uh, some Ed Sheeran songs playing, right? I don't know yes. this man. Um, I don't. <laughs> no, no, it's Give Me Love is the name of the song. Okay. That's, like, the, the, I mean, that's that like the one Ed Sheeran it's- song I know. <laughs> This is the first and last time <laughs> I will sing along to Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Jill, you say that now? <laughs> yeah, like this is the one I know because it uh, like it was playing on the CW shows at this time. Yeah, this was a popular one. There's another one that is very popular on the CW shows that Vampire Diaries will later use. Uh, and I don't know, I heard a I the one that I heard was a different one uh, that my roommate liked in college. So, you know, Ed Sheeran, he's a guy. <laughs> he, he is. I mostly what I mostly know about him is like the crazy ex girlfriend, like Ed Sheeran song, basically. Oh, the the um. Let's the, have intercourse. Yeah, let's have intercourse. Yeah, that song rules. Yeah. For some reason, you're now on the top of my to do list. Let's get this over with. So I can focus on other tasks Let's have intercourse Just pretend not to do sing you Come on, let's quickly have intercourse So I can move on with my life My busy life Um, well, we stand. So, um... <laughs> Elena like teases Stefan and because she's gets crazy horny the second she sees him and she's like, Oh ha, he dances. I didn't even have to beg. Uh Stefan refuses no to moonwalk. <laughs> Good God. Uh, we are idiots. I will just Okay, so I will just say, um, while Stefan refuses to moonwalk, so on uh, Being Human, Aiden, uh, Sam Litworth's character, the vampire, mm. he's also, you know, he's got his moody vampire-ness, as every show does. Mm. Um, but there is uh, an episode where he, like, he's he's blood drunk, and he decides to throw a party, and he is busting out dance moves from Thriller. That is what's happening. <laughs> Why that is what's happening. not do this? <laughs> So, Aiden one, Stefan zero. <laughs> zero. Uh, so, uh, Stefan's like, oh, well, Mayor Lockwood dragged me out here, so I couldn't say no. And I'm like, why did I not get to see them dancing? Why did we not see a Carol Stefan scene? Does Carol like Stefan now? Is Stefan the new Damon for Carol? <laughs> like, does she only like them when they're bad boys? Like, now that Damon's nice, does she, like, not have the time of day for him? <laughs> 
She's like, I can't believe I fucked you at the bachelor auction. <laughs> God. Um, okay, look, that's canon. Uh, as it's we canon decided. now. The vote says canon. Yeah, look. New canon. Uh, so then we have Caroline and Matt, and Caroline's like, what the fuck? Why are you here with the she-devil? And Matt's like, what Jesus. am I supposed to say? No? Like, she's a fucking scary person. And he's like, why are you here with Klaus? And she says, don't even get me started. <laughs> uh, so back with Stefan and Elena, like, Stefan's like, oh, it took you about 30 seconds to put Damon in the mood. And Elena's like, oh, well, you know, he's just looking out for me. Uh, and Stefan's like, I think he needs to figure out that you can look out for yourself. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> um, I mean, what way was you, it? You're like, what, Morgan? I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was not horny at all. And then um, I, was, I was not horny at all for him respecting her agency. <laughs> uh, and Elena's like, well, I need to talk to you. And they go outside uh, to talk. And Damon sees it and is like, ooh. <laughs> Uh, so Damon is also, oh no, Damon doesn't see it, uh, because he's instead watching Rebecca watch Matt and Caroline dance together. (laughs) And, uh, he's like, stop staring at them. It's creepy. (laughs) Rebecca's really mad that Caroline looks pretty. (laughs) She's like, of course she looks pretty. Nick gave her everything she's wearing. And Damon says, well, you're no dog yourself. (laughs) God, Damon's way of complimenting a woman. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. To which, to be fair, Rebecca says, was that supposed to be a compliment? And he goes, you tried to kill Elena last night. You don't get compliments. I mean, but it still was a compliment. Yeah. Uh, and she calls him a caveman. But then he does realize that he was not looking and Elena is gone now. Uh, but yeah. Also, Rebecca's like issue with Caroline and Klaus giving her everything, like that, that adds into the weird psychosexual thing that Klaus and Rebecca have. It really does. Like, because I'm, I'm also just like, why do you care? Like, they, it, they kind of are like single white femaleing each other, and it's strange. I love it. It's weird because they don't have a lot of scenes together, but they're weirdly like obsessed with each other. So they should kiss. They should kiss. Um, I, this is my platform now, you guys. I really wish. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, so Elaine and Stefan do talk outside, and Elaine is like, look, if Esther really is secretly on our side, we have to know, but I need to be alone to see her. Um, and Stefan's like, well, why tell me this? And she's like, because I need you to take care of Damon. Ooh, take care. Ooh. Um, so she's like, look, all you care about is killing Klaus, so... And <laughs> Stefan's like, yeah, that's the only thing I care about. Just that thing. No other things. Uh, and <laughs> and she, because Elena kind of has this moment where she's like, am I wrong about that? And he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> what do you need? And uh, she's like, just make sure I can get alone in that room with Esther. And he's like, well, do you think you can do it? And she's like, yeah. And then she walks away, but she stops and she says, when we were together, you used to let me make my own decisions. You trusted me. After all of this, at least that hasn't changed. And I, again, died. <laughs> that is so nice. It's uh, cool to give people agency, you guys. That's hot. <laughs> this was hot the exact moment where I was like, wait a minute, am I, am I rooting for Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Speak on that, Jill. <laughs> It's really conflicting. Um, but I, I'm rooting for this, Stephen Elena. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm into this. 
Jill, your life is like turned upside down it's with Steven. So strange. <laughs> so strange. Who am I? <laughs> you're only human. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bill. And you're, and you're learning and you're growing. <laughs> 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 it is to be human. <laughs> oh, no. Anyways. Uh, so, uh, then we cut to, uh, Cole and Rebecca and they're having a Cole and Rebecca mess around. Um, (laughs) and, uh, she's like annoyed that Matt's talking to Caroline and Cole's like, look, settling for mortals is the first sign of weakness. And she's like, I'm not settling. I actually brought him here to kill him, which is pretty cool of me. Like, it's gonna bother Elena. So... (laughs) Um, I was hoping that you'd help me do this. Do this murder. Yeah. So, as as the the, the baby of the, the family, uh, it seems that Rebecca can't impress anyone, but she can <laughs> impress Cole. It seems, and that's what she's trying to do here. Yeah, Cole's like cool mischief. I'm in, and and I guess that's telling us that he's like the troublemaker of the gang. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, he's a little scamp. <laughs> uh, so I guess I'm just I'm just like all of them are little scamps. Like that doesn't feel like a new thing, but okay. Uh, so like that's I mean, why I think if, it, if, it, if it's a little scamp and like he's a lowercase scamp. <laughs> Oh god, Finn's not a scamp. He's too boring. An unassuming scamp. <laughs> Never once has he assumed. Uh so um Elena and Damon uh have this like secret meeting in the library and uh Stefan uh shows up and breaks Damon's back uh until he passes out, which is fucked. I, I call him Steve Wick in the chat. <laughs> it's also uh an Oliver Queen in season one of Arrow situation happening here. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's murders. hardcore, honestly. Yeah, it's really upsetting looking. Uh, so uh, Stefan's like, okay, go. Like, he won't be uh, out for that long. <laughs> uh, so Elena um, is heading down the hall when Elijah comes up to her and you're like, hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Please do it. The dream team has arrived. <laughs> Um, honestly, I'm like, they should just, they, I'm so angry. Like, when they work <laughs> together, good things happen. Why, or why would Elena let anything come between them? But whatever. Uh, so, Elijah's like, hey, so you're gonna see my mom, right? And she's like, yeah, something wrong. And he's like, I'm kind of surprised she was able to forgive my brother for everything. It strikes me as a little strange. And Elena's like, so you think it's an act? And he's like, it just has me asking questions that I never thought I'd ask. Can I depend on you to tell me what she says? Uh, Which is just like, he's so nice. He's so charming. (laughs) And Elena's like, yeah, of course. I'll find you later. And I'll definitely not betray you at all. (laughs) Uh, And... uh, yeah. Yet again, Elena's word means nothing. Ugh. It used to mean something. Uh, I am I am frustrated uh, with my girl right now. I mean, Elijah makes one mistake and they hold it against him. Come on. He believed his stupid brother. Yeah, he did it one time. Uh, so, um, Elena meets with Esther um, and uh, 
Finn is like bodyguarding for her and is like, you're alone, wise choice. And he leaves <laughs> Esther's burning Fucking sage so they can speak freely without being overheard, blah, blah, blah. Which is uh, apparently a thing sage does, we, we learn. Yeah, everyone should be burning some more sage, like, during all of their conversations on this show. Right? Um, so Esther's like, you must have a bunch of questions. And she's like, yeah, are you a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> that's her first question which that rolls uh esther's like no. she tried to touch her <laughs> i wish she tried to like reach through her stomach <laughs> Whoa. i wish oh elena uh, i love elena i wish elena was 10 percent more goofy because nina dobrev is very funny when she's goofy um i think it'd be a really fun uh thing for the show to be able to do every once in a while but she doesn't if only the show was more fun in that way <laughs> like i just wish she was silly um but uh i love her so uh esther's like well when i died the witch ayana preserved my body like she was a close friend of mine and she was an ancestor of your friend bodies and elena's like so that's why only her and her mother could open up the casket and Esther's like, yeah, they complete the Bennett bloodline. I drew power from them and their ancestors who are with me on the other side. Yeah. Um, I love how Esther's just like, I did some casual appropriation. Uh, it's cool. Yeah. Um, this, is, this is where I put in the chat that she's a real Karen. Um, <laughs> so Elena's like, you've been on the other side for like a thousand years. She says, yeah, it's nature's way of punishing me for turning my family into vampires. And they're he's like, but there's no way for me to undo all this evil that I've created. And uh, Elena's like, well, are you going to help us kill Klaus? And she says, "I one thing at a time. I need your help for now. <laughs> do, do, do. Are you going to be doing uh, Esther impressions? Uh, no, I don't. I don't have one in me. Like, like truly, I've forgotten what Esther sounds like the second her line has left my mind. <laughs> um, it's not like Klaus. Klaus's iconic pronunciations that I uh, that stick with me uh, for years. <laughs> uh, so uh, Caroline's outside and she's looking at a little horsey. <laughs> And who catches her looking at a horsey? I wish that, like, instead of saying horses, they said horsies in the scene every time. I mean, that's how everyone who remembers this moment and the subsequent photo, that's how they say it. Like, I wish Klaus had been like, you like horses. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyways, that's not what happens. Uh, Caroline's like, look, I'm not fucking talking to you until you tell me why you invited here. And Klaus just says, I fancy you. Is that so hard to believe? Which is pretty cute. Well, again, um, I yeah. could not stop laughing watching the scene because I knew the drawing was coming. <laughs> the drawing's crazy. <laughs> if, if someone drew me next to a horse, I'd be like, you gotta go, man. <laughs> Someone, I would not. I would not like being given a romantic drawing of myself. I mean, maybe I'll be proven wrong at some point in my life, but I doubt it. Um, I do have a drawing from a boy of me next to a cow. Were you deeply emotional? Uh huh. But um, yeah, I think I still have that actually. <laughs> how was it to receive Jesus. was it nice help help me get in caroline's mindset um i thought it was hilarious but it was not a klaus kind of boy mm. <laughs> so not mm -hmm. really a threat you know <laughs> fair enough um 
So Klaus decides to list some reasons that Caroline is cool. Um, she's beautiful. She's strong. She's full of light. He says, I enjoy you. And I'm like, well, hard to argue. <laughs> but she reminds him, uh, I'm spoken for by Tyler. And Klaus is like, oh, I thought you guys were broken up. And she's like, yeah, because of you. <laughs> and Klaus is like, so you're not spoken for. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, dude, oh, read the room. uh but um you know he's not being uh upsettingly persistent at this point he's still like kind of sounds like you're single uh so he's like you know i really like horsies because they're the opposite of people uh meaning that they're loyal and he's like my dad hunted me for a thousand years and the closest he ever came to me was the day he killed my favorite horsey And he describes it like decapitation. And uh, I think this is so funny because like he's trying to charm her and he's like, ah, yes, I remember the day my dad beheaded my horse. Um, you're a teenage girl. You like this story, right? <laughs> like, fucking no. <laughs> um, so uh, like they kind of talk about their dad stuff and Klaus is like, my relationship with my dad's like a little more complicated than yours. And she's like, maybe so, but I let my dad go without regrets. Um, and she goes, and yeah, I like horses, but I also <laughs> like people and they actually like me. So I'll be inside. Snap. She fucking murked him. <laughs> and they never interacted again and uh, the end. Um, no, I like the scene. I think the scene is good. I think the scene works for both of them really well. I, I have I have no my my I have no issues with the scene. I think it's cute. But we'll get to later scenes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then back to Esther and Elena. And Esther's like, I understand Rebecca shared the story of my family. And it's like, yeah, we all watched that flashback episode. <laughs> Um, and she's like, yeah, look, um, it's really fucked that they all uh, began to feed on human blood and ravaged our entire town and that Klaus turned against me. Um, and it's like, well, you made them vampires, so that's what's going to happen. But Elena's like, how are you going to kill Klaus? He's immortal. And she says, well, it'll take time, magic, and your assistance. Um, and she's like, I've actually gathered my family to perform this ritual. And the first step requires blood from the doppelganger. She's like, it's just a drop, but the essence will be in the champagne toast. So will you do it? And she kind of explains, like, Elijah's more suspicious. He's going to need more persuasion. But they all have to drink to be linked as one. So the idea is that she's going to kill them all together. Um, mm. she says, I love my family, but they're an abomination. I betrayed nature when I created them, so it's my duty to kill them. Uh, which is a very different situation than deciding just to kill Klaus or not. Like, yeah, come on, let's not kill Elijah and Rebecca. <laughs> yeah, you can kill Cole and Finn. Don't really care. <laughs> Finn doesn't care. Uh, Finn longs for the D. Um, so, speaking of Cole... He and Rebecca are hanging out, and he is itching to kill something. Uh, so they decide that they're going to lure Matt outside um, and uh, which and kill him there, which Cole is disappointed about because he wants to make a spectacle of it and kill him in front of everybody. Uh, I feel like Cole's a little uh, off his rocker. Yeah, he's a little horny for violence. So uh, then uh, David wakes up and uh, he and Stefan are uh, mad and they do a little bit of boy fighting. <laughs> uh, and he's like, where's Elena? And Stefan's like, she's fucking talking to Aster. Uh, and David's really mad. And he's like, this was all, Stefan goes, this was all her plan. 
And Damon really doesn't like that. Um, because he's like, I'm like Stefan's like, look, you should stop being so controlling. And Damon's like, wait, what the fuck? I'm the problem now. And Stefan says, Yeah, you're a liability. You're so emotional. Yeah, he's like upset. He's like, I'm trying to keep her alive. And he's like, Yeah, your feelings are getting in the way of our plans. And Damon's like, My feelings? What the fuck? Like, how is this even happening? And Stefan's like, maybe it's because you care too much. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, uh, Darren definitely feels like he's being gaslit right now. <laughs> yeah, angsty ass bitches. <laughs> Both of you need to calm down. <laughs> I prescribe one calming down. <laughs> uh, so then we have this Rebecca and Matt scene, which uh, absolutely killed me. They're outside and they're like kind of walking through the cars. And Rebecca's like, yeah, I just wanted to take a break from all the chit chat. And Matt's like, it's really cold. I'm going to go get my coat. And he walks over to his car. Rebecca's surprised to see that this is his car. And he uh, makes fun of her and is like, look, if I can compel myself a Maserati, I would, but I couldn't. And he grabs his jacket and he puts it over Rebecca's shoulders. What a sweet boy. Yeah. And she's like, well, I'm a vampire. We don't really, you know, thanks. Um, and she looks around, suddenly very panicked, and is like, how about we go back inside? Like, I've got enough fresh air. I don't allow a murder to happen to you. She deprives her brother of a little murder. (laughs) (laughs) Um, this scene's really cute, guys. Uh, Rebecca could have given Matt Donovan a little smooch, uh, but I'll settle for, um, sparing his life. (laughs) I mean, his hand breaks still. I know. It's wrong. Um, but yeah, that's he's just so dang cute. I can't handle it. Um, then Elijah and Elena run back into each other, and uh, Elijah's like, "What's the deal? Like, what happened?" And he's like, "Should I be concerned?" And he like, they're picking up champagne glasses. The champagne is bright red. <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, just the essence of your blood will be in it." I'm like, everyone's drinking fucking Hawaiian punch. Like, this is <laughs> this is so red. <laughs> I remember there's blood in it. It's like just a drop and somehow she magnified that drop. Insane. So this uh, Elijah and Elena scene, um, Elijah is like, should I be worried about my mom? And Elena lies and says, no, she just wanted to apologize for trying to have me killed. And Elijah's like, so it's true. She's forgiven Klaus. And Elena confirms that it is true and that they both have these red fucking champagne glasses in their hands and i am worried and i am disappointed in elena i mean she told the truth uh esther had forgiven uh, klaus that's true yeah but come on uh, <laughs> a live omission yeah oh, just just they were the dream team <laughs> uh so esther gives a little toast uh, and she's like, everybody join me and raise a glass because my family's back together. So we then get uh, gratuitous shots of every original vampire drinking champagne. Everyone drinking that red ass champagne. <laughs> yes, the cherry champagne. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, Morgan, you, you realize what this means, right? What does this mean? Esther said mama needs her juice. <laughs> Oh, now I now I love Esther. <laughs> I must acknowledge she's my favorite character. <laughs> um, oh my god. Um, I'm trying to look at my notes and see if they're good. Is this the this is the eye contact scene uh, where yeah, yeah, Elijah it? just stares into Elena's eyes as he drinks champagne, and it's 
harrowing. He is so handsome. So dang handsome. Jill, how do you feel about eye contact and his handsomeness? I mean, I would just echo what you guys have been saying. (laughs) I would not know what to do if I were in that position. (laughs) Right? I don't use the word suave often or ever. But I think like Elijah's suave. Like he is like has a charm and an elegance to him that is just lovely. A real yeah, breath yeah. of fresh. Yeah. They don't make them like that anymore. That's for dang sure. Uh so we move on to a uh, Caroline and Klaus scene. He is showing his paintings. <laughs> um he like stole a painting. Uh, but also he uh, paints himself, uh, which is which is nice. Um, and uh, she's like, okay, so did you steal this bracelet? You know, the big shiny one that I'm wearing? And Klaus is like, nah, that's a long story. But it was worn by a princess almost as beautiful as you. Uh, oh, brother. And that makes Caroline roll her eyes really big. And Klaus gets kind of shy. And it's nice. Like, I, I think this is, like, I kind of like... That there's like something here, even if she doesn't want to admit it and he isn't ready for her and she isn't ready for him. But um, so right here, I'm still good. Uh, and he brags about having a, one of his landscapes hanging at the uh, Armitage. Uh, but um, she's like, have you been there? And she says, well, I haven't really been anywhere. And Klaus offers to take her everywhere, which is uh, kind of cute. <laughs> But uh, she... When when would he have time to take her with, like, his codependence with his family? Fair enough. Uh, Caroline's like, look, it must be nice to snap your fingers and get whatever you want. Is that way you collect hybrids, little servants that take you places, bring you things? So Caroline is no longer amused. She's like, why do you need Tyler? Give him his life back. But Klaus is like, look, I've had fun, but it's time for you to leave. And she's like, I get it. Your father didn't love you, so you assume that no one else will either. And that's why you compel people or you sire them or you try to buy them off. But that's not how it works. You can't connect with people because you don't even try to understand them. And she leaves the bracelet behind. And good. Correct. Correct. I love it. Uh, I have a question, Morgan. Do we ever actually hear the the full story behind the princess and the bracelet? I don't think we do. I don't think we do. I want to know. I'd love to hear about Klaus meeting a princess. That sounds fun. So Caroline leaves, um, and uh, then we have a little Cole and Rebecca. Cole and Rebecca continue their mess around. Cole's like, hey, why did you ruin the murder we were going to do? She's like, oh, I changed my mind. I don't want to ruin mom's party. (laughs) And Cole's like, Jesus, typical fucking Rebecca. He gave you five seconds of attention, and now you're, like, obsessed with him, which is so sad. They're all so mean to her. They're awful. She's like don't be mean, leave him be. And he's like, yeah, sure, as you wish, and leaves. It sucks. Like, I think that is an area where Cole works well, just showing you that, like, everyone treats Rebecca like this. I think that's useful and a helpful function. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, again, I wish I wish there was a little I more mean, Cole. <laughs> I guess Elijah's the only one who does it, but so far they haven't really interacted much in the present, at least. Yeah, I, I need more uh, more Rebecca and Elijah. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, Damon and Elena uh, are 
they uh you know intersect and damon's like we're getting the fuck home glad you got what you wanted and she's like no look i'm sorry that i had to cut you out of the plan and she's like he's like there should not have been a plan you shouldn't be here so elena is like i don't like going behind your back but if i hadn't asked stefan to help then you would have tried to be the hero and it would have ruined everything true Uh, Damon's like, well, sorry for keeping trying to keep you alive. Clearly, Stefan doesn't give a crap anymore. And she's like, you're mad at me for including Stefan? And he says, no, I'm mad at you because I love you. Ah! Oh, boy. Uh, I yelled. I yelled. And and then Elena murders him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She says, well, maybe that's the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. Like, Elena, like, again, you know, you don't have you shouldn't have to like treat Damon with kid gloves like that's not how your relationship with another adult should be but maybe don't like recreate his exact trauma <laughs> um like when you're in a bad mood like so she always so- does she always does like don't like it's the worst thing for Damon to hear that that like his love is bad and wrong um, that he like that's it's shitty and that is a thing that he has heard repeatedly throughout the series and she immediately tries to course correct and says that it's not what she meant but I mean, it's um, what she meant it's just what, that's why she said it but it is what she meant um because the thing is like damon isn't mature he doesn't have control over himself yet and he wants to be better but there's a difference between wanting to be better and actually being better and he's come a long ways but like you're not there yet and while maybe she could have phrased that more generously uh kind of right yeah so, uh, yeah he's gonna lash out at the end of this episode he's gonna do his a demon thing yeah <laughs> So he storms off and is like, I'm too much of a liability. How ironic is that? Uh, Then Caroline's looking for Matt. And uh, where is Matt? But up on a balcony uh, being toyed with by Cole. Um, And they like shake hands and Cole like squeezes his hand until like you can hear bones breaking. And it's really scary. And then Damon shows up. And uh, says, easy on the hand. Guy's a quarterback and shoves Cole, like, out the building. (laughs) Pretty good. (laughs) Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. So Damon beats Cole up and, like, snaps his neck. And it's really fun. And then he's, everybody comes outside. And Stefan's like, what the fuck? Are you crazy? And David says, maybe a little. (laughs) Which I uh, deeply love as a delivery. And he says, far be it from me to cause a problem. And he leaves and we get like a really long shot of him being like, I'm a badass now with everybody (laughs) behind him. And we're like, we get it. (laughs) I I love my angsty emo boy. (laughs) He's bad. Believe him. He's bad. (laughs) You won't believe how bad. (laughs) Uh, But yeah. So I also, since we're like, winding down from the ball since you know Damon just killed an original mm-hmm. I mean it's temporary but he still killed him mm-hmm. uh, I did note that uh, we were robbed of Bonnie uh, in formal wear Bonnie's not in this- is she still passed out in the cave I mean I hope not they said she was okay it's just messed up like Elijah why didn't you see to it that she'd be in the invitation like like it's to the Ooh. point where I have to assume that she was like I'm not fucking going to that thing yeah like, but also, I want to see Bonnie interact with Elijah. 
I know. Ooh. And I want to see I her see in a gown. <laughs> yes. Uh, Bastards, let Bonnie have things. Oh, I bet she would have done a real pretty gown. <laughs> yeah. She would have had the Hers best gown for sure. She, 100%. She would have. <laughs> Uh yeah, I oh, I love her. It's messed up that she's not in this episode. But right. um uh alas, we'll have to wait for other Bonnie outfits. <laughs> uh so then uh back at Caroline's house, she leaves a message for Tyler and is like, "I'm happy you're doing what you're doing, but come home." <laughs> Uh, and then she uh, looks in her mirror and notices that there is another present from Klaus on her bed. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> she hates it. She's like, this sucks. And then she opens it and it is a roll. It is a rolled up piece of paper and it is a sketch of her and a horse. And it has a note that says, thank you for your honesty, Klaus. How am I supposed to take this ship seriously? He draws her a horse. He drew her a horse picture. <laughs> I, what a this is where I put in the chat that I wish he drew her like a big head beach caricature <laughs> of her on the horse I feel like that would have been better <laughs> I wish he'd drawn Caroline on a skateboard <laughs> I like again this is crazy <laughs> like it's very like goth and I like so I, I enjoy how like theatrical it is um but i am also just like caroline what do you think of the weird horse that he drew you i wish <laughs> you could tell somebody like i wish someone else was in this scene so you could be like what the fuck god it's an iconic scene it's such a strange final beat for this plot <laughs> because <laughs> like i really love her reading him for filth and i think like after having a couple moments where she clearly was like surprised by him and he was different than she thought in certain ways and i kind of like that he he's become a little bit more of a person to her even though that's not what she wants but i'm not ready for her to be sentimentally looking at the horse picture yet <laughs> also like, you're telling me that literally no one in all these years ever got to Klaus the way that Caroline did? I mean, Caroline's special, but she's that special. He's lived a long, long time. Well, so the thing is, like, she is really special, but, like, we haven't really seen him affected by her specifically. Like, because, again, going back to that scene where he gives uh, her his blood, like, he walks into that scene already, like, so emotional and, like, tender about saving her and they have not really interacted at all they're in one other scene together because i remember i was like oh this is their first scene they do see each other before the blood scene but i don't even think they talk in that scene and suddenly he's just like so sweet to her and the only thing she says to him that has any chance to affect him at all is she asks are you gonna kill me and then he's like on your birthday no and then there isn't really, like, again, like, much – there just isn't much for him to latch on to and be affected by. Like, if you want to tell me he's completely besotted with her, um, Candace Ackle can be really fucking charming. Show her being charming so he can be charmed. I don't know. It's weird. That's my take. I agree. <laughs> what if he's besotted because she reads him for filth? That I would love too, but like that—that's at the very end of everything. Yeah, and he's already smitten be way before that. 
I don't know. I I don't see it as smitten. I just still see it kind of as a crush. And then she reads him for fucking filth. And then he draws his little horse picture. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta give that girl a horse. Yeah. I think you would draw the horse whether she read him for filth or not. Exactly. <laughs> just the, the very act of them hanging with the horse meant he was gonna draw that horse. I wonder, I also wonder if like this is a Klaus playbook thing. He's like, yeah, I take her, I take her somewhere pretty and then I draw her next to whatever was pretty. And then she's like in the fucking palm of my hand. What if he already like, I, had I'm wondering, the like, part has drawn he done for the princess <gasps> and just inserted Caroline? <laughs> He's like, well, no, what if he just already did a cool drawing of that horse? Yeah. And was like, you know what would go great next to this horse? <laughs> Caroline. And then I can give it to her. <laughs> okay, for me, that is what happened. <laughs> He's like, this is such a sick ass sketch of this horse. I wish someone could see it. <laughs> uh, what does Michael think about uh, the horse drawing? <laughs> I think he laughed at it. <laughs> Let me text him. Uh,. What do you think about Klaus drawing Caroline the horse? Serious answers only. Please. I'm Jeremy Gilbert. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I'm looking at um, an image of the horse drawing, and it does look like Mm -hmm. the horse was drawn at a different time. Again, he drew a sick-ass horse. (laughs) And then he was like, if I draw Caroline on the other side, I can give the drawing to her. (laughs) And she can see that I can draw a really good horse. (laughs) I noticed he didn't draw the hooves. Maybe he's not good at legs. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm getting dot, dot, dots from Michael. He said, I just looked up the drawing. It's not a very good drawing. (laughs) (laughs) So that's Michael's main note. Uh, Any other thoughts? This horse. It's pretty funny. I'll remember it forever. I'll never forget it. Um, it's my best friend. <laughs> okay, we're getting down to Oh, they disappeared. Wow. This is great podcasting. <laughs> okay, Michael just said portrait of a lady on fire. Who? <laughs> so now I can never speak to him again. <laughs> so much for this fucking podcast ruining my life. <laughs> Oh um, uh, yeah, the plan is in, <laughs> in motion. Um, so uh, then we uh, have an Esther and Elijah scene, and Esther's like, "All I fucking asked for was for you guys not to be violent tonight." Ah. And Elijah's like, "I'm sorry. Like, I'll deal with them." And Esther's like, "Look, thank you. I wish they were all more like you." Uh, I'd still kill them. Yeah, I fucking. How dare you? So then uh, Elijah leaves. Finn enters. Uh, he's like, are we still, you know, is the sage still burning? And Esther's like, Mommy, yeah. are we alone? <laughs> are we alone, mommy? Um, Finn looking like mother boy 2020 over here. You really? Uh, that, we should just start calling him mother boy. He is mother boy. So uh, Finn's like, you're not having second thoughts, are you? And Esther's like, no, it's just really hard. Like, Elijah's such a nice guy. <laughs> Elijah's such a great son, unlike you and the rest of them. 
Yeah, he's like, he's so moral. And she's like, don't worry, you're doing the right thing. And Esther's like, you understand what it means. The spell I'm casting is going to bind all of you together. And he's like, yeah, I'm I'm in. When it's time, I'll be ready to die. <laughs> Let this thousand-year-old guy die. <laughs> Dude, you haven't even lived. You were in the box for 900 years. There's new shit. Like, being alive is much more fun. Someone should show Finn a movie. <laughs> Maybe he's anti-books too, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so Esther's a little spell, and uh, they cut Finn's hand. They palm slice for Finn, and we pour yeah, blood on paper. Yeah, get a little poke, and mm-hmm. Finn gets a palm slice. <laughs> Uh, the blood spreads, connecting all the names, and we see all of the originals drinking the champagne again, in case we forgot. And Esther's like, the link's complete. You're one. And the paper bursts into flames. So, yeah. all right. <laughs> Dramatic. So then, uh, we have a little Stefan and Elena scene. Stefan, oh uh, takes Elena home, uh, and he's like, yikes, Esther wants to kill everybody. <laughs> And she's like, yeah. And I had to look Elijah right in the eye and lie to him. And Stefan's like, that's fine. Like, who gives a shit? They all suck. <laughs> and Elena's like, I just signed their death sentence. And he's like, no, you signed Klaus's. Everyone else is collateral damage. And, uh, you know, Elena disagrees. She doesn't feel like it's that simple. Um, and Stefan's like, it is that simple. They suck. <laughs> he goes, where is Damon? Like, I thought he'd uh, want you to be home. And Elena's like, whatever, I'll call him and let him know I got home safe. Um, And he was like, what was with him going after Cole? And she's like, I don't know, Damon being (laughs) self-destructive. But then she says, well, actually, like, I said something I didn't mean. And I was like, okay. Okay. (laughs) Didn't mean. (laughs) That's what she said. Uh, And Stefan's like, yeah, me too. Anyway, uh, bye. And he tries (laughs) to leave. But Elena's like, hey, wait. So that thing you said about not feeling anything, uh, how, how do you do that? And th- she is so fucking good in the scene. She like just kind of like she's laughing a bunch and she's very just like nakedly emotional, but like embarrassed about it in a way that feels like very adolescent. Or she's like, how do you act like you don't care? Because I I can't do that. I feel everything um he's like I, I totally don't care i'm not acting but she's she's calling his bluff in this scene and it's great and i died it's so great because she's she is just so vulnerable and it's like she's just kind of challenging him to defy like her and to not be affected by her vulnerability and he's like stop it and she's like no i'm not gonna stop because i don't believe you feel nothing and he's like god i mean what you think i want to be this person i hurt you i bit you he's like i hate myself for what i did and she like touches his face a bunch and she's like show it show us something like anything's better than trying to convince me you don't care about anything and he says that he can't because if he lets himself care all he feels is pain and he leaves and i was like this is so god i'm gonna die i mean you're not focusing on how much we, uh, Jill and I especially wanted them to fuck in this moment. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, we were losing our minds in the chat. We were like, kiss, 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 kiss. <laughs> They're so hot in the scene. I couldn't handle it. They have a beautiful and dark love. Um, let me read the chat. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. So, LaToya, Jesus, just bang already. Me, Elena, in all caps, Jill, this would be exciting sex. Not the soft shit. Me. Oh, God. Close. 
Latoya, do it. Jill, do it. Me, friggin' kiss. <laughs> they don't kiss. And Latoya said, no. And I said, angel shit. Because it is very angel shit. And Jill said, wow. <laughs> and uh, you're caught up now. Because <laughs> uh, we were unwell. We, oh, oh boy. Oh. Guys, do you want to speak on that scene for a minute? Like, how how are you doing? Not great, Bob. <laughs> Never thought I'd see the day where uh, Steve would be doing this to me. <laughs> uh, extremely Nick Miller voice. Two great beauties. Um, <laughs> two great beauties. Like, they are. Two Damn. true beauties. They should have just banged it out right there on the cry porch. They that should have ruled. <laughs> it's not like Jeremy's around. It's fine. Yeah, you can like truly have sex anywhere you are, guys. <laughs> A large at some bar. It's okay. You know, yeah, he's not around. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, I guess he's he's still in the hospital then, right? <laughs> uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe Bonnie is hanging out with Alaric. <laughs> <laughs> they're looking at cave paintings they're looking at cave paintings I don't know I hope Bonnie's having like a really nice time <laughs> I hope Bonnie's like having a spa day please let her I beg of you um yeah this scene was crazy huh yeah I'll let me live uh, so uh yeah they've still got it they're still good at looking at each other uh, Jesus so then we go to the grill, and uh, Matt's there. His hand is all bandaged. And Rebecca's like, hey, what are you doing? And he goes, well, let's see. I went to a dance and got my hand crushed. I found it I don't have health insurance. So I guess I'm just going to knee a minute to myself. <laughs> Rebecca tries to, like, make amends and offer an apology drink. And what she should actually offer is some vampire yeah. blood. <laughs> uh, she should offer to pay his medical bills. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Matt's like, could you just, like, fucking leave me alone? And Rebecca's like, I'm so sorry about my brother. And he's like, no, leave me alone. Like, he says, you're really fun and pretty and all, but I really need you to leave me alone. And also, he, he thinks she's fun. Yeah. I think that's nice. Like, he's not saying, like, I hated our date tonight. He's like, no, like, obviously that was nice, but, like, I went on a date with you in my hand, got completely crushed. Like, I don't need this kind of heat. <laughs> I want a smooch, but not that bad. <laughs> uh, so he leaves. Damon walks up to Rebecca and he's carrying a almost empty bottle of brown liquor. And he's like, burn, rejected by the captain of the football team. Welcome to adolescence and uh, <laughs> drinks the rest of the bottle. And then he decides that he can be the bartender at uh, the grill now. <laughs> well, anyone can do it. He grabs another bottle and uh, he's like, you should never let people tell you what to do. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and he says, besides, you would have broken him in a second. And Rebecca's like, oh, are you <laughs> suggesting I can't be gentle? And he's like, no, I'm just saying you should, like, maybe be with someone a little more durable. And I mean, it's like, are we watching the show or are we watching a fanfic? Cut to, they fuck. <laughs> Thank God someone fucked. I was so relieved. I've been waiting for them to bang because they're really, really cute and uh, smells like teen spirit uh, when they're flirting. So... Thank yeah. God. Someone had to fuck. If it has to yeah. be Damon and Rebecca, so be it. Yeah. What? Rebecca, fuck. Please. <laughs> she's so horny. Like, <laughs> she's arguably the most horny character on the show right now. 
let her let her fuck i mean i I would argue that good things happen on the show when you let rebecca fuck (laughs) (laughs) i know you agree morgan yep (laughs) yep oh so you are in for a treat in the future you really are i can't wait until i can uh rt an old post (laughs) and it involves rebecca fucking Oh, it does. It involves Rebecca fucking, oh, all right. Oh, it involves Rebecca fucking. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I'm um, in. Speaking of Rebecca and fucking, do you guys want to talk about crushes? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I got mine, if you're ready. Who are your crushes? Okay, go. All right. Number one, uh, for the episode entitled Bros Before Hoes, it is Caroline. She's she's lovely she is my beautiful girl i will do anything to keep her safe uh and for two it is stefan and elena for being so upsettingly hot i couldn't live (laughs) these are my crushes i stand by them those are good crushes those are some good crushes (laughs) good crushes (laughs) uh so for the first one for brother for hose (laughs) my crushes are i guess all of the originals coming out to beat up Klaus. Yeah. Yes. And uh, then in the second one, it is Stefan and Elena not, not fucking, but I wish they did. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, my crushes <laughs> for the first episode is Elijah. Yes. Um, yes. And then the second episode is Caroline. <laughs> Yes. Although uh, Steve and Elena are uh, second. Close second. (laughs) I am literally fanning myself. (laughs) Uh, Oh, boy. Time for Jill to rank some characters, baby. Rank, rank, rank. Yes. Okay. I'm going to preface this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. By saying that I had to do some rearranging. Um, Because the break Mm -hmm. was kind of like a a nice refresher where I could go in with an open mind. Um, Uh Okay. (laughs) So there's some shifting. Um, Oh my god, I'm so nervous. (laughs) Oh oh my, I'm very nervous. I'm I'm scared. (laughs) I'm terrified. Um, And I also added a six. So it's a top six now. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I mean, the numbers were never locked in. They can be whatever we wanted. I know, but in my brain, I was like, okay, it's going to be a top five once I got five characters that I liked. Um, right. But yeah. now they, they just keep coming, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> uh, so anyways, number six. Number six. Is Rebecca. Hell nice. yeah. Number five. Number five. Jesus. <laughs> is, uh... <laughs> the artist himself. <laughs> I didn't think he'd be so low, but but now I think I know who number one is. Oh my god! Die. Uh, number four is Elijah. Number four. Oh, I'm sorry. Hell I yes. need to wait for your. Um, no, please don't. They're very dumb. I will stop doing them now. <laughs> it's too late. You've already started the thing, so you have to keep doing it. Okay, I'll do um, it just this time. Coming in at number three. Number three. <laughs> Demo. Whoa. <laughs> oh boy. I'm shocked. <laughs> Coming in at number two. <laughs> number two. Is Steve. 
Oh my. <laughs> oh Do my. Number one is any number one is Finn, right? I've Is it Caroline? It is Caroline. <gasps> Caroline. Caroline. Uh, and I'm I'm just going to give Tyler an honorable mention because I love him. Uh, wow. But he unfortunately does not make top six. <laughs> R.I.P. Tybrid. <laughs> Steve is number two, baby. Oh, wow. I can't believe Steve's rise. <laughs> I, I, I cannot believe how low Damon was. I'm, I'm shaken to my core. So, Jill, are you now fully Team Stefan? Um... I would say it's a mixed, a healthy mix, because um, I okay. like this Stefan a lot more, um, mm-hmm. but I am not a fan of, like, this whiny Damon. <laughs> <laughs> Which, since the episode that just dropped was the one with Miss Mystic Falls, you were, like, so, <laughs> like, oh, I would never choose Stefan over Damon. Yeah, I've made many mistakes. I've said many things, and I take them all back. <laughs> Me and Latoya are going hog wild that episode, and you're like, I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, Jill, how, are you not seeing him? <laughs> you're like, he's fine. <laughs> he's- oh, I was blind. I, oh. I, I had my... Um, the horse things on. What are those? Like the blinders? blinders? Yeah. <laughs> I was the horse in Caroline's picture. <laughs> oh my God. The horsey. Remember that horse? That was Jill. You old now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I was so I blinded by Damon that I could not appreciate Hot Steve. <laughs> Look, he's a big old hunk. They both are. Sometimes we get hunk blindness, <laughs> and that's how it goes. Jesus, I am losing it at the horse guy. <laughs> I'm thinking more about the horse, and it's so crazy. Like again, I like Klaus and Caroline in this scene. This might be the height of them for me, and and the horse thing is so weird. <laughs> if someone gave me a drawing, I'd be so weirded out by it. <laughs> a horse a horse it's like also like delivering it that night like that's so thirsty he he probably had someone deliver it for him too right probably like it's also just like well i mean like who he's invited in it would have to be someone come in like he is invited because of the blood thing so like other vampires wouldn't be invited in so he probably had to do it he just zooped on over to give her this fucking drawing. <laughs> his brother was like thrown off a balcony and like had his neck broken. And he's like, I have to go deliver this to uh, to the sheriff's house. <laughs> just zooping over and dropping it off real quick. <laughs> and zooping away. And being like, I hope she liked the horse. <laughs> oh my god. I hope she likes the horse. <laughs> oh my god. Getting home late, Elijah being like, What were you doing? And it was like, Cuh, 
dropping off this uh, drawing I did for Caroline Forbes, drew her next to a horse, think she's going to be pretty moved by it. <laughs> <laughs> and Elijah being like, you did the horse thing again? And him being like, shut the fuck up! <laughs> I, again, I want I want them to just be the characters from to be Ryan Reynolds and his little brother and just friends. <laughs> that is what I long for for the originals to be constantly getting into slap fights with each other. God, Esther saying hello, Joyce. Joyce, that would be the best thing Esther Esther could do. I buy it. Hello, Joyce. <laughs> oh, Klaus, what are you doing at Joyce's house? <laughs> Oh my god, that is Klaus and Esther, though. <laughs> oh my god, I I love them. But also, like, Rebecca 100% is Anna Ferris in Just Friends. I was gonna say she's Samantha James. <laughs> um, because I do believe that she would have, like, a really big epiphany about forgiveness. <laughs> um, yeah, Rebecca's singing Forgiveness by Samantha James. Uh, oh. Wow. And again, look, the Vampire Diaries podcast with the most Just Friends references. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and with that, I think it's time for plugs. Plugs? Plugs. Plugs. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter specifically at LaFergs, and from there you can find my writing and fun stuff. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Lorgan Mudich, and I'm also that on like any other platform you'd be interested in following me on. Uh, but Letterboxd is a fun one. Uh, I like being on it, and I post silly tweets. <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter at Jobo Baggins with two I's instead of two L's. <laughs> <laughs> and then I am also on Letterboxd at Jill D E F I. Cool. Your takes are beautiful. <laughs> Do you have anything else to add? Just that it these were this is a fun pair of apps. I'm glad we're recording again. Um, it's it's been really nice to see uh, some people posting online about listening to the show and liking it. Um, thank you so much. It's really sweet. Yeah, thank you to everyone who is still listening. <laughs> <laughs> right? Seriously, we appreciate all of you. Yes, uh, because we're idiots. Uh, as evidenced by. <laughs> The podcast you're listening to right now. <laughs> what was stupid about me saying horsey like 13 <laughs> times? What was stupid about us comparing this to the movie Just Friends? <laughs> Nothing was stupid about that. That was brilliant cinematic analysis. <laughs> I compared myself to the horse, so. <laughs> God. And just remember, everyone, bros before hoes. Hell yeah. That don't impress me much. So you got the brains, but have you got the touch? Now don't get me wrong, yeah, I think you're alright. But that won't keep me warm in the middle of the night. That don't impress me much.